You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey guys, do you like heavy metal? Do you like video games, comic books, movies, theme parks, or even cool TV shows? We've got the place for you. Metal Geeks. Time to rock out with your geek out. Here are your hosts, Carrie the Metal Geek, Dave, and George. Geek it out, fellas. Welcome, my friends, to episode number 217 of the Metal Geeks podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with... George Tripsis. Hello, sir. How are you feeling? Uh, much better than you, unfortunately. Oh, oh no. We're going to get into all that, but... Uh, as Dave, Dave's not here, man. He's, uh, per usual, per, no, not per usual. <laughs> He's just getting back from an epic whirlwind trip to Universal Studios, which hopefully we're going to pick his brain all about that on the next episode. But we got my, Minus, I didn't get my invite. So I'm just, I know, right. I'm just saying, uh, we have my illustrious co-host from MSR cast, the one and only Sean, the metal pigeon. Welcome, sir. Hello. Hello. Sean's always begging me to come back on so he can geek out on stuff. And this is no better time. Uh, I have to apologize to everyone out there. This has been, it's been a, been a minute since we've done our, done an episode. I went on vacation at the end of April and uh, I picked up an unwanted souvenir on that trip. And that was COVID. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. I'm, as you can hear in my voice, it's not, I'm not at a hundred percent yet. But I return back to the office tomorrow, um, so it is what it is. I'm still having a little bit of difficulty uh, with my chest, breathing sometimes. I get out of breath and just going upstairs, I'm like, it, it sucks. Uh, and I feel so bad because I haven't been able to really work out or do anything uh, health-wise in, in the interim. So That sucks, gotta, man. I'm sorry. I feel for you. And I got to get back into it slowly because I, I, you know. I mean, within time, man. You'll, you'll recover within time. That's all it takes. Yeah, and I don't want to overdo it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No reason to overexert yourself. And uh, unfortunately, you and your wife both caught it at the same time, huh? Yeah, I caught it. I, I'm guessing I caught it at work or while I was out of town for work. And, uh, and, and then uh, when I came home, I was telling Catherine that I wasn't feeling well. I think I, I thought I had an allergy reaction or like an allergic infection or something like that. And uh, the next day, she like, maybe you should test for COVID. And, and then I did. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm positive for COVID. Yeah. And then uh, the next day, she started feeling sick. So, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, shit, we both got it. My wife was, uh, luckily enough, the, the, the voice from the other room was, luckily enough, not to get it. Uh, we got back from the trip on Saturday. <clears throat> and we actually went, don't tell anybody this, but I'm about to admit it right now. We went to the movies Saturday afternoon. I got and all those people in the movie theater sick. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wore a mask the whole time. I'm joking, dude. Uh, but when I got home, I wasn't feeling right, so I took a test, and it said positive. And then we booked for, uh, you know, to go to Walgreens to do a, a rapid test. Positive. And Saturday night, once I tested positive at home, I sort of quarantined into our... our her, we have a guest bedroom sort of office. So... I brought my Xbox up there, hooked up all my uh, all my streaming services that I could, and just hunkered down. I didn't realize you had a TV up there. Yeah, there's a TV in there. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so, which made it nice. Um, 
and we're going to get into all all that we did during our our corona vacation. I mean, besides, you know, dying. Being I'm being dying. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like I'm dying for like seven days. That's what it was. So, um, Sean, we don't mean to keep you out of this, but you're you're lucky enough not to get it. You've um, had it before, right? Well, no, I actually recently just thought I had it, and it turned yeah. out to be allergies. And when I took Flonase that night, I felt better. <laughs> That's so. awesome, dude. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. A, it's, there's a weird strain going around that I don't think it's being talked about a lot, but like COVID's definitely in the rise in our area and mm-hmm. all around us, really. So, yeah. People are listening, you know. It's no joke. Yeah, it's I don't not wish over. on anybody, so take care of yourself. We can talk about, I mean, we can. We don't have to get into it, but uh, luckily I did not lose any taste or smell or any of those type of things. Catherine did for a few days. Oh, did she? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, she lost her uh, sense of taste for a couple of days. It's well, like, I guess I'm good with your cooking. Every, everything tasted like water or uh, like the either like regular water tasted like uh like bad, I guess is what yeah. she described it. And then she said like everything else that she ate just had like, just tasted like water. That's a good, probably good for your cooking then. Right. Well, I'm a good cook, so it's, it's okay. But during that time we all just ate soup. Yeah. We, we did a soup overload is what yeah. we did. I, the, the soup companies are, are making a killing right now. <laughs> we actually made matzo ball soup tonight. We, oh, uh, nice. that, was, that was good. Uh, yeah, we did all our grocery shopping through Amazon, uh, like Amazon shopping, so we didn't have to go anywhere. So, you know, thankfully we got sick during this era where yeah. people could just bring you groceries to your house and you don't have to deal with anybody. I say uh, my wife never got sick and she took care of me so well during the time where I was basically I couldn't move, couldn't do anything, you know? Yeah. Um, like the first three days of work last week i actually i took time off i didn't do anything but the next couple of days i sort of worked from home and then this past week i've worked from home and i'm lucky enough to have a job where i was able to to do some work from home but i'm going back in tomorrow uh i just won't be able to do a lot of stuff i i mean like i said i get so tired quickly and yeah i don't know i'm gonna have to find a nap room or something <laughs> a nap room i'm sure that exists at your job I could just lock my door, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better, too. Yeah, I, I feel pretty much... I won't say 100%, because yeah. I still like have, like... Uh, I'm hocking up loogies here and there every now and again, but uh, I've tested negative three times, and uh, I'm, I'm all good, so... I went for a test today, and I'm still positive. Oh, man. Yeah. It sucks. It um, oh, I mean, they say that it could have a lingering... Uh, positive, you know, result, but I'm not contagious anymore. Mm. But I still definitely have symptoms, so I just have to play play it easy. You know what I mean? Yeah, just wear your mask. You'll be all right. But uh, we'll get it. I'm going to talk about the reason why I sort of got it. But I want to talk about because <laughs> we want to talk about our anniversary cruise for a little bit. But last Monday, uh, something that I had been waiting for for like I want to say twenty four years 23 years and then uh covid hit and then it got canceled and then it got pushed back and then it got canceled again and then it got rescheduled and i didn't want to miss it so i was feeling better on on last monday so i uh left the house for a concert no you went out i went out no i wore a mask the entire time i tried to stay away from people um, they it's kind of hard to do at a concert, I imagine. Well, 
I was able to sit in the ADA section. Um, I actually, I was sort of weak that night, but I actually brought my uh, a cane. And if you guys are from Houston area, you know my mentor was Bill Bates. I used his old cane that evening. Um, I sat down for a long time, especially some of the opening bands. Um, but it was the Devastation on the Nation tour. And luckily, it wasn't as crowded as like Hell's Heroes. I was nervous, man. I'll tell you that much. But uh, Sean was there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. thank you again. Uh, you were able to catch uh, a pick from Bortnagar. And uh, you gave it to my wife. She yeah. she appreciates that still so much. I Thank you so much. Yeah, I was like, because a pick flew right over my head, kind of grazed me a little bit. And I was like, what? And I turn around. Everyone's looking for this pick. And uh, then these people give up, and I kind of realized I'm standing almost directly on it. So when no one's looking, I just reach down and grab it. I was like, yes! <laughs> it was your destiny. And then I thought for a second, I'm like, what the hell am I going to do was with this? Was it the pick, the of, pick destiny? of destiny? I was, that's where I was going. Yeah. <laughs> Saw that coming. COVID has not uh, deterred my bad jokes. Nope. Just a warning. In, fa- in uh, fact, it's made it worse. <laughs> you know, uh, you know the, the worst symptom for me has been... And I apologize uh, to anybody listening tonight or this episode is I've had brain fog. Like, I know what I want to say. I know what the word is, but I can't think of it. It just doesn't come out. I had a, a day or two of that. And it, it's, it's getting much better now, but it's been very frustrating, especially somebody who is a podcaster, likes to talk. And, and then when I, I just feel like I'm... <sighs> letting myself down it's just it's a weird thing you know i just can't think of things and it's mm-hmm. very frustrating but uh let's go back to the bornegar show uh do you the the first band i actually saw them a little bit the veil of panas yeah i like those guys a lot they're really good i've been listening to them and the band right after them was with the ghost ghost bass ghost ghostbusters yeah. not it wasn't ghostbusters oh. uh they're 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 black and shoegaze type of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, what was that one band that had all this really heat behind them for a while? I didn't, I never liked them. Uh, no, no, Def Haven. That's what it was. Def, Def Haven. Haven. Yeah. Who we saw one time, George? Remember live? I do remember right? that. Yeah, you were like selling me. You're explaining what shoegaze was at the time. I think they call it black gaze because it's sort of that that '80s shoegaze mixed with like black metal. And I, I like, I, I didn't hate Ghost Bass. I actually thought they, thought they were pretty good. I just didn't think they fit in this in this lineup, maybe. But then again, that's a good thing. You don't want the same thing over each band. You know what I mean? Yeah, which I think was the problem with having um, Abigail Williams there, is that they sounded a lot like Vale of Nath, which is yeah. not surprising because the guy from Abigail Williams is the guy from Vale of Nath. Oh, I so, didn't know that. Yeah, it was the same guy in both bands. In fact, it was the same guitarist, and I believe maybe the same drummer too. Well, I didn't and pay attention to there that. There were a couple of us who were kind of aggravated about that. Like, really? Okay, like we were because it was just like, all right, it was a lot of bands, and all of a sudden this guy has two bands on the bill. Yeah. And at, at that point, we're like, just bring on Borknagar. It's time. Enough of this. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> Abigail Williams are great. I mean, uh, I saw them opening up for Swallow the Sun back in November, and I thought they put on a better performance then. Um, just something about, I, I think it, the other, uh, on Monday, it was just, I was ready for Bortnagar to get on stage and I was like, okay, are these guys over yet? Are they done? 
Yeah, and I've seen Abigail Williams about five times now. I, yeah. That's enough. That's enough already. And that was... Let's get into Bornegar. Um, yeah. They were phenomenal. It was uh, a tran- transcendal, transcendent moment. It was... Everybody, the last time I saw them live when they opened up for Emperor and Picatum, and we're looking at it was like Divine Empire and some other band I can't remember. This was back in 1999. Um, the last time they've ever really toured America, they played a few shows here and there, like Milwaukee or not Metal Fest, but like um, Maryland Death Fest, things like that, you know? Yeah, it was the first full tour, and this was like it was important to be there. It, they're one of my wife's favorite bands of all time, she loves. Bornagar, and I wanted to be there for number one to see them, and number two for her. And they put on a phenomenal show. Uh, I was disappointed by the merch. I don't know if it was towards the end of the, sh- the tour. They had a couple of T-shirts that just had the logo. You're wearing one of them right now. Uh, so we actually wound up buying two shirts and a hat. Um, like she's ever going to wear like that hat very much, but whatever. I was really hoping they would have some vinyl. Like even the last album, they didn't have. I thought, they did have, uh, I thought they had something on there on the table. They had uh, the White Void vinyl, which okay, is yeah. the keyboardist, his band. Yeah. Uh, Lars Edlund, Hedlund. Right, yeah. Yeah. Which White Void is good. I think it's something even, it's the band that George actually turned us on to on a previous episode of Metal Geeks. He's like, hey, have you guys heard this band? I'm like, oh, that's the singer from fucking Bortnagar. Oh, oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. You just don't. You just don't remember. I don't think. But well, I, don't yeah. rem- I don't remember him being Borkgar, but I do. I yeah. do like White Void. I think they're pretty neat. Uh, great show. Uh, they played a lot of stuff off the last album. They only played like eight songs, which I wish they would have played a lot longer set. You know what I mean? Because the first song and a half, their audio was not great. The 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 vocals were down too too low in the mix. They finally got it right, but. Um, do you want to hear those phenomenal vocals? You know what I mean? Especially live yeah. when they're harmonizing and stuff, man. But uh, I think Voices was like the song of the night, man. It's when they got into it, 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 it they just really got into that track. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the fact that the Vintersorg is not in the band means they, yeah. they kind of steered away from that era of the catalog and they really just focused sure. on the last two. But it was fine. I mean, for me, I, I, I had no older songs. Here. They played stuff from like quintessence and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it was, it felt, it really felt like it was when, when I was, their performance was great. It was, you know, there, you could tell it was like just a band that didn't play live that often. So they had their own idiosyncratic way of doing things. Sure. It was different from other bands. Yeah. Oh, totally. so I like get it. The, the keyboardist was, facing the side you, you were seeing his side profile most of the time he was right up against the stage um austin was way uh way more i don't know um i don't know uh stationary than i thought he was gonna be which was oh, okay yeah. i and then seeing vortex again like the last time i had seen him why was with dim gear back in like the early 2000 something so mm-hmm. 2005 four or something I remember and that. he was and he was way different on stage now than he was back then where he was more in that fierce demu borgir mode here well, he was kind of jamming out and yeah you know. this is his this is his progressive um like like an, an like a modern opes vibe that's what yeah. i got on stage you know what i mean yeah 
It wasn't like they're just walking around banging their heads. They were just performing and performing well, and I, I thought they were great. Um, yeah, there was very little like head banging energy. It was more like yeah. an atmosphere building. Yep. So, but it felt like a once in a lifetime experience to be able to see him because I I can't envision them ever tour, coming back around here again. So, just to I see like him. that. It was wait, m- when when they started playing. Maurice was like right next to me. We were right up front, like almost right up at, yep. at the barrier. And Maurice turned to me and he's like, "Well, this is a bucket list thing I'm yeah. checking off." And I was like, "Yeah." That's what this feels like. So it was. It was definitely a bucket list band. That's, and that's why I went. I was feeling a little bit better, and I, I literally wore a mask the whole time. And you, and you can attest to this, Sean. I was trying to avoid people as best as I could. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> people are coming to me. Hey, I'm like, okay, uh, don't touch me. Get away from me. <laughs> don't touch I'll, me. You know, later. you know what uh, I found out later was that um, we're. I think you were sitting in the ADA section on the mm. the left hand side. You know who was pretty damn close to you? Who no. put up footage on their Instagram later? No. Adrian Cowan and Jack Costo of Seven Spires were at that show. Oh, really? They were on that side of the venue, and so I was on the opposite side. Never saw them, but they were like recording some of the the pit during Rotting Christ and that one guy who kept on banging around and falling on the ground and uh, <laughs> in the pit. I'll that be guy. honest. Um, by the time Rotting Christ came on, we we only stayed for like about four songs. That was just I was just done. I was like I was dead tired and it was like I had no more energy. So we just made the decision to leave. Oh yeah, I, I figured you guys left. I didn't see you. It's I was turning around looking for people and I didn't see you guys back there. But yeah, Rodney Christ was great. I mean, yeah, they, they, I they, they, it great. was so you know they're so epic on stage. Like uh, mm-hmm. real, like their headliner vibe is way different than their opener vibe. Um, yeah, band Megadeth refuses to play with. Yeah, you know the thing is, I wish Rodney Christ would have like a symbol or something as their to put on a shirt instead yeah. of their logo. Because I can't walk around, right? Sporting that kind of shirt, you know. So. <laughs> You've you like an RC shirt, you know. Yeah, like have some sort of logo that everyone can can vision. And, oh, that's that band. Like, yeah, okay, I know that. That's, that's a good a, marketing ploy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think, wanted to buy a shirt from them, but I didn't. I did too. I, I saw the only one was like, there's two of them. One of them had like, one of the album covers is like Christ on the on the. I was like, okay, maybe we can't wear that one around too often yeah. here. We could, but whatever. So, uh, George, I think you would. I know you've probably listened to Rotting Christ. They're uh, they're from Greece, actually. I think we played them before. Yes, we have. So yeah, um, like you said, it was a once in a lifetime. It was a bucket list show. Couldn't miss it. Um, I felt comfortable enough that night to go. It was just having you know same issues I'm still having now. It's just breathing issues and having a hard time catching a breath, but. Hopefully, feel better soon, man. Better not let Justin know. He's he's not going to listen to this. <laughs> Why? Why? I have because I, I, I remember that the group chat before Justin was kind of like, oh, I don't know. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know, but you know, I I wasn't uh, contagious anymore. So yeah, at that point, it was just how I felt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah, he got to go to a show too. We'll get him on another episode soon. He gets to finally see uh, River the Nile live doing a headline show. That already happened. Yeah, I think yes. it was Wednesday of last week. This past week, and I want to oh. talk to him because I know like the main songwriter guitar player is no longer in the band, and how that was, you know. Yeah. 
So did they explain what happened? Uh, I don't. I don't really know. I just know he left the band for some reason. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. Bands don't normally just up and quit like that without reason. There's got to be something. I, I'm sure Justin will know more about the topic than we we do, and we'll uh, we'll we'll talk to him about it. And and Dave, like we said, he just got back from uh, a week trip at Universal Studios in Florida. So no Disney this time, which I don't sort of blame him on that. I'm going to Disney soon and Universal. When are you going to Disney? Uh, the end of September. September. Okay. Very cool. I'm excited because uh, Guardians will be open by the time I go. Oh yeah, I've been watching a lot of videos. I watched, uh, I watched a lot of YouTube videos, especially like some of the uh, Disney bloggers and stuff like that. And I watched about three or four or five different vloggers uh, on that attraction. It looks really cool, but it's hard to see. You know, you can watch the queue and all that kind of stuff, but actually seeing like the ride vehicle and what happens during the ride, you can see glimpses of it. But it's like it's trying, it's like trying to film Space Mountain. You know what I mean? Mm. You see glimpses of stuff. It's a dark, dark ride, right? It is a dark ride. Yeah, yeah. I think you're gonna have a good time. I'm trying I, to convince Catherine to go, but she doesn't do roller coasters. <sighs> so it's not okay. It is a coaster, but it's not. It's more of a. Does she do Space Mountain? No. Oh well, I was about to say it's, it's pretty. Space, well, Space Mountain is a roller coaster. Right? Yeah, it's literally a roller coaster in the dark. Yeah, but Space Mountain is like a, it's like a mid-level, like low-level coaster. You know what I mean? It's enough for her to not do it. Is what oh. I know. Well, then maybe she won't do this one. Yeah, that's what I figured she wouldn't. I'll know. have to join. I'll have to join you for the weekend. We'll we'll go ride it. There we go. She also won't do the vel- the the Velociraptor oh, oh, ride. I need to do that too. Uh, yeah. Dave said it was phenomenal. So, yeah, I, I hear nothing but good things about it. So, yeah. So uh, the week before I got sick, uh, we went on a, another carnival cruise. We got a really, really good deal. Uh, it was like forty five dollars a person, but we made up for it on the ship because we probably spent like seven hundred bucks in like drinks and other things. You know, that's where they get you. But it was a it was a good trip until I started to feel sick. But we met some really cool people on the ship. Uh, met met a uh, couple, Scott and his his wife. Scott, if you're listening, what's up, man? We spent a lot of time with him. Uh, we actually, him and his his wife and his daughter, they were on, they went on a tour when we went to Jamaica. So we invited him to go hang out with us. We were didn't really have any plans in Jamaica, and uh, all I can say is we found a store, a, a location near uh, what was the restaurant we went to can't think of the restaurant margaritaville uh where you could buy um brownies and things of that nature you're talking about edibles edibles uh i got so fucked up that day i will tell you that much well it's legal there so it is yeah, yeah so we're like we we ate like half of it and we're like we're not feeling this let's go over to margaritaville grab a drink and then we like ate the other half by the time we walked like a few blocks and we got to sit down. We're like, oh, okay, holy well, shit! That's the problem with edibles, right? They're uh, they're slow digesting, so they yeah. when they hit you, they hit you hard. And I've never, yeah, no, I've I've never done anything like that. I've had like an edible, like um, you know, like a gummy or something that didn't really hit me hard. But I remember ordering. I ordered a burger, right? And I knew I was messed up when 
I was counting how many ch- uh, bites every, how many chews every bite a burger took. I'm like, this is the longest burger ever. It's taking so long. <laughs> and then we were sitting there, and then um, Kim was there, and we, she she just noticed that we weren't. It was a long period of time. We didn't really like say anything. We're just all looking at each other. We we're like, she was like, oh, you guys are fucked up, right? Like, uh, no. yeah. So. <laughs> You're fucked up. But yeah, uh, hanging out with Scott and Sam, uh, almost every night we were in this, our favorite bar, which is the Alchemy Bar on the ship. And when the first day we met another couple, uh, this guy Rick and his, his wife, they were super cool. We hung out with them a lot. So we, we met some really cool local people on the ship and people that we'd still become friends with still after the cruise is over. You know what I mean? We have to turn this into the, the cruise podcast. Uh, there's plenty of those. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we went to Jamaica. We went to Grand Cayman and we went to Cozumel. Uh, and unfortunately the ship we were on, we went on the Vista, which we changed at the last minute because we were scheduled for another ship. And then they were having issues getting back from dry dock. So they were, they cut our five day down to like a three day. So we called carnival and they're like, Hey, we can, for the same price, we can use a seven day. We're like, let's do it. And, uh, but the, the, the ship we're on with the, the Vista and they were having issues, uh, with the propulsion unit. So it was going a little bit slower. So some of our, our getting on took longer with, I'm not even going to go there. And they cut some of our port time shorter, which sort of sucked, but it's better than the alternative of being at work, right? Absolutely. It's yeah, vacation so time, so you be happy with what you which which dealt with you, you know what I mean? Uh, well, I mean it is what it is, but Yeah. Still sounds like you guys had a good time. We had a great time, yeah. And that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. So, uh I think what we're gonna do in this episode, no real main topics, but I think we're gonna talk about uh what we've been diving into in this past few weeks as George and I have been uh, recovering and, and going through stuff. We could talk about uh, Doctor Strange. That could be our main topic. We could. Uh, we can talk about what we marvel because I, uh, there's a couple of other Doctor Strange things or Marvel things I would like to talk about, including uh, the Moon Knight series and then the She-Hulk trailer. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Okay. Do you want to start off with that or... Yeah, absolutely. Let's get uh, let's get into it. Why, why, Sean, why? have you have you caught up with any of the stuff? And or do Marvel, you care if Marvel we spoil stuff? spoil anything for you? Oh no, I don't care. Marvel stuff, yeah. There you What's go. the last Marvel uh, property you watched? Some kind of Avengers thing. Probably Endgame, maybe. <laughs> yeah, some guy was. I think so. <laughs> some some big purple guy, maybe. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds well, you, about right. You're about caught. <laughs> you're caught up. Uh, let's talk about Moon Knight first. Have you? Are you? Did you finish it? I did. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, what did you think of Moon Knight? I know we talked about it a little bit before. Uh, I think there are episodes that are very interesting and fun and in, intriguing. I guess, mm-hmm. but I think as a show as a whole, it's a pretty lackluster. I I sort of agree. There was parts of it that I really liked. Um, I think the not the pacing, but the what's the word I'm looking for. Um, well, pacing a little bit, but the sometimes it was it was like the Mummy. You watch you're like watching an episode of like the Mummy TV series, and then <laughs> like, sometimes wait, the, are we talking about the Brendan Fraser Mummy? Yeah, Brendan okay. Fraser Mummy. I don't know. The Brendan Fraser Mummy is gold in comparison to this. But they're going for that that type of um, 
that aspect. You know what I'm saying? I it's guess. Sort of like At times. It, it tries to have its cake and eat it too, I feel. Yeah. Um, I don't... I mean, I, I did enjoy it. Uh, it's just not my favorite. I wish... Not to spoil it for anybody, Moon Knight wasn't in it that much comparatively. It was for a, really, show, for a show called Moon Knight. It wasn't a lot of Moon Knight. It was a lot about the the main character and uh, the the DID that he was going through. Um, and if you have any interest in that, they handled that stuff really, really well. I guess at times they did. I feel like I think overall it was pretty pretty much a miss. I feel like it was an excuse for uh, God uh, Oscar Isaac to just kind of like swing for the fences and have fun. Well, he did. He ate that. He chewed up that scenery. Yeah. And I actually liked his uh, his British accent. It was actually it was good. Yeah, it was the fakest British accent I could imagine. It, but exactly, it, but it worked. It worked for the character. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I'd like to hear you do a better British accent. Well, I'm not a. Uh, actor of that caliber so nor do i have like a vocal coach to help me out with that kind of stuff this is the second uh property i'm sure he will go and say this is intentional uh how shitty it It was it was a choice yeah it was intentional choice choice. uh this is the second uh marvel uh show that was like in in the middle east that he's done or not show but property yeah because the first one was uh, apocalypse yeah even his accent in uh, as Poe Dameron, it's a little weird. Well, it's his American accent. Yeah. So, where is he from? Is he? He's not British. He's Australian or something. Where is he from? I thought he was British. I could be wrong. Uh, maybe right. maybe he is American. He's from what? Oh, he's he's uh from South America somewhere. Oh, okay. I always thought he was British. No, I know he wasn't British. Um, any interest in seeing that, Sean? He's from Guatemala. Guatemala. We're that's terribly wrong. <laughs> Not even close to South America, South Africa. <laughs> Who said South Africa? I thought you said South Africa. I said South America. Oh, South America. Very far away from Britain, though. Very, very, very far. So maybe that. But you know, I just assumed he was because he was in Star Wars, and almost everybody in Star Wars is British. That's true. Well, almost everybody in Star Wars is British. Um. Sean, do you have any interest in seeing it? Yeah, I mean, uh, if it comes on streaming, I might oh, hold on. check it out, yeah. You repeat that for me? If it comes on streaming, I'll check it out. It is. It's on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Uh, all right. Have. So you don't have. <laughs> we, we could possibly make that happen for you if you, if you desire so. Yeah. Um, right now, if I'm you on Paramount and... Yeah. If you promise to watch every single Marvel property you've missed out on, I can make that happen. Oh, God. For you. But you have to come back <laughs> later and discuss it all. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if I have it's the possible. ability to handle that much comic book <laughs> stuff. You could. <laughs> no, you could do it, dude. I believe. I believe in you. You got the power, man. You got the force. But you have to want it. Do you yeah. want it? No, I don't want it. Exactly. That's 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 the problem. <laughs> uh, let's talk about She-Hulk. Uh, I know the Seahawk trailer is getting a lot of heat and a lot of complaints about the way the CGI looked, but I think it looks like a lot of fun. Um, Attorney, Seahawk attorney at law. I I think it's going to be fun. I mean, I know people are complaining about the, um, 
the CGI not yep. looking great. And it doesn't look great when you look at the trailer, but like isn't the show like months away? Yeah. And normally these kinds of things are like working on it like up mm-hmm. to the day of release. So Yeah, I mean, that is true. I just don't know if they would I mean, I'm sure it's gonna look better by the time the movie comes out or the T V series comes out, but um I, I just think the the how they're approaching it the the comedy of it uh it looks fun it's like almost like harvey birdman attorney of law how she's going to be uh representing all these weird villains and stuff did you see the like frogman that was cool yeah i saw it i mean i don't know it looks like a i'll i'll probably watch an episode or two and decide there but and Tatiana Maslany yeah uh, she's a great actress i mean Black if you ever watch, uh orphan black Orphan Black, there you go, not Black Mirror. I love that a, show. She was in another show too, and I can't remember the name. She was on that show on HBO about um, it was a like a a forties cop mystery. I can't think of it. You remember what I'm talking about? Voice from the other room. Uh, we have to look it up now. You're gonna we're gonna look it up. You're gonna be like, ah, I know that. Anyway, uh, I'm not like super crazy excited for it or interested in it, but I'll still watch an episode or two. Okay. What did you say? Perry Mason. That's what it was. Oh, I, I, Perry I saw the trailer, but I never got a chance to watch it. It was good. I liked it. I know they're doing another, another season of it. Yeah, I heard good things about it. So, Yeah, it's actually, we watched it when, it when it first came out on HBO. So, so let's talk about the gorilla in the room. Let's talk about Doctor Strange. In the multitude, the multi, I'm gonna call it multitude, multiverse of madness. Yeah, in the multiverse of madness. You watched that today, right? Yeah, I just finished watching it before I started recording. Yeah, Yeah. it's uh, real fresh in my mind. And that's the problem. Like, usually I need to like sit with it. Yeah. uh, Because normally, like, after seeing something right away, I usually give it like a nice glowing review in my mind. Like, oh, I had fun watching it. But then, like, when I have time to think about it, I can think of all the things I didn't like about it. Wow. Uh, but for this movie, I could say it's all right. It's uh, it was a Marvel movie that let Sam Raimi do some Sam Raimi stuff in the middle of a Marvel movie. That's a very apt description. Um, <laughs> it's a very Sam Raimi movie, uh, especially towards the end. It gets a little Evil Dead ish, like like the 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 demon Deadite looking stuff. And he doesn't look like a Deadite. He just looks like a zombie. Well, no, not that, but the, um, like the, there are a lot of the camera stuff, like they do, do a lot of, Oh, I mean, I think, I think all, all that was throughout, I think the biggest detriment to this movie is they didn't do enough of that. Mm. I think that that's probably the biggest detriment to the movie is that there wasn't enough flourish or pizzazz of, uh, Sam Raimi in it. Yeah. Um, I think, I think there was, I mean, there was definitely, at least it wasn't uh, Spider-Man like dancing in the street, but no. Uh, but it feels like there there is a power struggle of making two different movies here. It's like, mm. hey, there's this formula. You really got to work within this formula. And then he's like, oh, well, can I do this? And they're like, ah, okay, yeah, sure, go ahead and go do this. If it'll keep uh, you on board, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. I I can I I can definitely see where you're coming on that. I I don't. I don't know. I like the movie a lot. I just don't know where it fits in my Marvel Cinematic Universe top. 
It's middle tier, but like upper upper middle tier. Okay. And you know, I'm a big. I was a huge fan of WandaVision. I love that character. I actually really enjoyed where they took that character in this movie. Uh, her whole character arc. People are complaining about it, but I actually liked it. It sort of made sense. Um, yeah, I kind of wish they would have led up to it more in the, from yeah. the show to this movie. Well, it, it was a sort of. There's definitely there we're missing out on things that happened when she got the dark hole at the end of the show, and then to what happened now. For sure. Right. It just makes me think that they uh, did a poor job of the show is what makes me think. It's oh. like they could have done a lot more for the show to set this movie up. And that was another problem that I have with this movie is that um, I felt there was like no stakes. Everything was just kind of like always happening. It was like a propulsive go, but for no reason. My biggest complaint about it, they did go travel through a lot of them, but there were, it only took place in like two or three main multiverse universes. Yeah, but the the one that's the most important was the most fun. So, are you talking about eight three eight? The yeah, it was it eight three eight or eight one eight? I think it was eight three eight because six one six is our our Earth, or I guess the it's, canon it's, canon Earth. Six one six is actually the comic book universe. Yeah, yeah. So eight three eight, it's this alternate universe where uh, I guess we can spoil stuff if you want. I mean, Sean's not going to watch it, right, Sean? But what about our listeners? I mean, if you <laughs> it's been out for three weeks now. But is that enough time? Absolutely. And if they you're listening, listening to the show, to hey, spoilers. All right, we can do it. Fuck it. If All you don't right. want to hear, us if you don't want to hear us talk about it, skip ahead like an hour. An hour? I want to say like three minutes, but okay. Or just keep skipping until you still hear me talk about Doctor Strange. <laughs> okay. Um, so, How about uh, none of, also another big problem that I had with this movie? None of the surprises were surprises. Like it was all like expected surprises. That I agree on that because they ruined some of that stuff in the trailers. Yeah, they were like, oh, we got to get people in, ready to go see it, and but they they did ruin some of that stuff. They didn't have to show certain things in trailers leading up to it, like the week of it. I'm like, dude, come on. Uh, even the actual like quote unquote surprise wasn't really a surprising. Which one? There was one big. Well, I mean, the biggest one I can think of is Reed Richards and uh, yep. also uh, Black Bolt. Like, holy fuck, they brought back the show that died immediately as it arrived. So, um, yeah, I. <laughs> so, Doctor Strange gets captured in the alternate universe and he goes to see uh, the Illuminati. Stupidest line in the movie was the Illuminati. The Illuminati, yeah. But. Uh, in the comic books, the Illuminati, it's like this uh, ultimate group of scientists and superheroes. So it's like Reed Richards. It's Professor X. It's um, I thought Hank Pym and uh, Tony Stark were supposed to be Tony in it Stark too. on it um, and Black Panther. And um, I can't remember who else, but they got together. So uh, at one point, to, they decided to get rid of the Hulk. That's how they got the Hulk off planet. That's how Planet Hulk and all that stuff started. But in this version, Doctor Strange universe, was in that too. Yes, in that version in the comic. Exactly, books. and there was a version of Doctor Strange in their Illuminati. But he, um, he, he, bad guy. <laughs> he, he did. Yeah, he, he did. The bad guy. Um. So in their version, it was Reed Richards, who, if you ever seen anybody talk about fan fiction for Reed Richards, it was always the, the most obvious pick, John Grasinski. And when he showed up, that was my biggest. Holy fuck! They 
actually brought him in. Yeah, I was like, Ugh, I hope that doesn't mean like when they make the Fantastic Four movie that he's our Fantastic Four no. or our, our Reed Richards. <clears throat> and then the biggest moment that got ruined previously was Captain Carter. Haley Atwell returning as Captain Carter. Oh, in, that got ruined? I didn't know that. In the previews, they, there was a shot of her fighting um, Wanda. Oh, really? I didn't see that trailer. Yeah, which got ruined for earlier. And then um, there was the Monica Rambeau version of Captain Marvel. Well, that just made sense, though. It, it makes sense. It was just the alternate version of it. I'm, I'm just kind of bummed that uh, Wanda didn't say anything to that version of her. Right. Yeah. Like, she has experience with that character. Yeah. And she does not uh, engage at all. Uh, well, no, she doesn't have. She has. Uh, she has experience with her daughter. Oh, that's right. Not her. Not her herself. But anyway, I don't Maria, know. Sorry, Maria. Was, Maria Rambo is the mom. Yeah, Monica is the daughter, the one who gets the powers in WandaVision. Um, but also, uh, who else was? You said Black Bolt. Yeah, Black Bolt was in there. The same actor who played Black Bolt in the uh, TV series, which I'll admit, I was like, you know what? During my my free time this past couple weeks, I was like, I'm going to try to watch an episode of The Inhumans. It was on Disney Plus, and I didn't make it through a whole episode. (laughs) All I got to say. It's not a good show. I I remember watching it when it came on TV, and I was like, man, this is bad. I never watched it when it came out. I, I. I when I was rewatching it, the first episode, I'm like, you know what? Parts of this sound look familiar, but I don't really remember it. So I must have watched the first episode and never went back to it. <laughs> and then, well, I also like that actor. Uh, I think his name is Anson Mount or something like that. Yeah, uh, he's a really good actor, and uh, I like him in the new Star Trek show that he's in. So, what show was that? Uh, Strange New Worlds, Star oh, Trek, Strange New Worlds. That's good. I'm he not was a- also in Discovery, but this is like their new spinoff. Hmm. Uh, and then, of course, the other um, not so well hidden secret was Professor X. Uh, yeah, he was in trailer one. Yeah, I'm like, really? But it wasn't just like any Professor X. It was like Charles the, Xavier. Well, like right. The 1994 Charles Xavier from the comic book. In the animated series. Yeah. It's that exact. I was like, okay, that's sort of cool. We're spoiling the fuck out of this. What are you talking about? And. The best part about it, Sean, if you're listening, they all yeah. die. They all die with like 10 minutes of it being introduced. Yeah, they <laughs> die horribly gruesome deaths, and it's great. Like, Did you see my post the other day when I, when I, I did Fantastic? I think, I think Black Bolt got the, the most gruesome version of the deaths. Yeah. But, uh, and Reed Richards, the most, one of the most. The lamest deaths is what he got. Well, well that. He got turned into confetti, is basically what happened. Spaghetti. I call it fantastic spaghetti. Fantastic spaghetti. <laughs> um, but being one of the smartest guys in their universe, he basically tells Wanda, like the first. When, I, when they first started, yeah, he'll ki- he can kill you with one word from his mouth. And she's like, what mouse? Yeah. And Why then, tell her? That's exactly right. Why? Just do it. Yeah. Here's when, here's our next step. Here's what we're gonna do. Yeah, well. it's like uh, like a doctor, uh, like a James Bond villain telling Bond how they're gonna how, how they're gonna kill him. Yeah, but anyway, I really liked America Chavez Chavez character. I thought she was cool. Unfortunately, I think this movie has the exact same problem as the first Doctor Strange movie, where Doctor Strange is not very interesting in his own movie. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, everything else around him is way more interesting than actually Doctor Strange himself. I don't think they did a great job with America Chavez either. She's a great character in the comic. I don't, I don't know anything about her, but I thought the actor playing her and I thought her character was intriguing. Uh, I wish there would have been a little bit more buildup. Like I said, I really don't think the plot's very good. All the Sam Raimi flourishes, like, I was like, oh, that's a Sam Raimi move. And, oh, that's a Sam Raimi move. Like, oh, look at the way they're... Like, the the first time where Wanda's possessing uh, uh, the other version of herself, yep. she's, like, trying to puppeteer herself. That's, it, like, like it's something... Movie. Yeah, it's straight out of Ash versus Evil Dead. Exactly. Like, it, yeah, it looks great. Um, and then when uh, Doctor Strange does the puppeteering, it looks like I was watching Army of Darkness for, like, two seconds. Yep. I, w- I was waiting for them to show up on some universe that had they went to a, like a log cabin in the woods. I was waiting for that too, and that never happened. Unfortunately, yeah, you're uh, right. Or or Ash, Ash never showed up at least once. That could have. Well, you got Bruce Campbell talking about pizza balls, so yeah, and then punching himself, fighting with his which, hand. But that, which is a great homage to the Evil Dead Two, where he was fighting with his possessed hand, which is yeah. A, there's a lot of cool moments like that, but. Um, I've only watched it once. Usually, I definitely want to watch it again. I know it's coming out on Disney Plus, actually, probably in June, they said. Oh, wow. That's fast. Yeah. I think like movies are like 45-day windows now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, makes sense. So, I'll watch it one more time uh, to kind of like see how it fits in my Marvel rankings. But I don't know. Marvel is getting, losing its luster with me like with their uh, samey-samey kind of movies. Yep. All right, let's move on. Uh, is there any other what we've been marveling recently? Uh, no, I don't think so. That's it, huh? We Moon talked Night. about Moon Knight, She Hulk, yeah, yeah. Bless you. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Let's talk about. Uh, I know it's a movie. We'll start get, talking about the TV show, the movie that we watched during our. Our uh, pandemic, our home, home quarantine, <laughs> but uh, one that just came out the other night. I really want to talk about, um, and I know you're a big fan of. I should have worn the shirt. You should. Yeah. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Yeah. And I knew going into this movie that it was going to be a lot of fun. It was going to be. It's like the modern day Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's going to have a lot of cameos and a lot of like inside jokes and a lot of really cool stuff. But some of the, the the level of stuff they went to in this movie was very surprising to me. Some of the uh, some of the things they picked from to show as as uh, cameos was really cool. Um, I was afraid that you weren't going to like it that much, George, because it's Andy Samberg and the uh, the director from one of the guys from the Lonely Island. Yeah, they're involved in it. I know you don't really. I don't find their comedy very funny. Funny, no. I, I know that. I know that. I was nervous that you weren't going to like this movie because of that reason. Well, I think uh, with them poking fun at Disney and then, you know, still being, you know, true to the like heart and soul of the characters and stuff like that. I think that's what kind of gave it a lot of like leeway for me Uh, to say that it's the modern day Roger Rabbit is a travesty on Roger Rabbit. So I wouldn't say that. But this is a movie that emulates really hard to have the Who Framed Roger Rabbit mentality and w- world building. Well, uh, Roger and if, and it, yeah, he's in it for like a split second, and they make a good Jessica Rabbit reference. 
What? Roger Rabbit was doing the Roger Rabbit dance. Yes. And they make a reference to Jessica Rabbit being tied up in the back of a car. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. It's a lot of fun. The plot is a little meh and underbaked. And, but it, it made and a lot of the acting is kind of the eh. plot made sense as a continuation of like an old plot from a rescue rangers cartoon episode. Cause they weren't the best either. I, I mean, I don't know for, I guess for a kid's show, uh, what I, I guess what I wanted was like more of a mystery, like a hardcore mystery, I guess. And they just kind of went with like, uh, they, they even poke fun at how like they went with like the low fruit, lowest fruit kind of yeah. thing with like, who's the bad guy. Yeah. And, uh, so the bad guy, if you don't know, uh, is Peter Pan. It's and, and and someone else. I don't want to risk. It. I mean, this movie just came out, so true. Yeah, we're not going to get that. Spoiler. I'm not going to give too far in the spoilers, but I really do think it's a lot of fun. It is funny. It I, it took me a minute to kind of get over the Chippendale voices, like because I don't think and uh, mm. Andy Samberg and John Mulaney were the right choice for these voices. I've been watching a lot of Big Mouth. I just actually it's one of the shows that I finished over my break. So it was weird to hear John Mulaney now in as Chip. Right. So I was like, because every time I heard his voice, I'm like, oh, it's the dude from Big Mouse. <laughs> when, you, when you start listening to somebody so much, you get used to them as one certain thing. You know what I mean? Mm. But I, I I, agree. I like, I think they both did a great job. Um, their voices, there's points in the episode or in the movie where they reverted back to their original voices. Yeah. Which really worked. Um I, I thought it was, yeah, it, the like like you said, the plot. It was a serviceable plot. It got the movie to where it needed to go. Um, Peter Pan being one of the main bad guys, voiced by Will Arnett, which is great. Um, but some of these cameos, dude, like Ugly Sonic, spent so much time in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there was a, a an unabashable amount of Ugly Sonic. Yeah, uh, I, I, Sean, I, you could... Do you know what who Ugly Sonic is? You mean Sonic the video game character? So, Sonic yeah, the Hedgehog, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog, when they put out that movie, the first movie a couple years ago, right? When they put out the very first trailer, like the year before, there was like this ugly, anamorphized, like, like human eyes looking version of oh, he- Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog. And, like real teeth and shit. And the, everybody hated it so much. The internet actually got them to completely redesign the character. Hey, and they made a lot more money because of it. They did. They did. Because the Sonic movies are actually really great. Um, fun. Serviceably uh, fun. Great. Uh, Greater than they deserve to be. Yes. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> in this movie, they're basically in, in like a comic book convention, like for old cartoon people. A cartoon, like failed has been cartoon. Failed has been cartoon people. And one of the booths is Ugly Sonic right across from him. And he has a lot in the movie. And it's like the direct version of him from before they redesigned him. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Um, He-Man and Skeletor had a great cameo. Yeah, and they called him a boob, which is great. Uh, Randy Marsh from South Park. Yeah. Expecting that one. Well, I mean, I was surprised that he was in it because, like, that has nothing to do with Fox nor uh, Disney. I like the the whole Seth Rogen uh, part. I think that's the only reason he got casted or there anything because they like, hey, Seth Rogen does a lot of animated stuff. Let's just have a scene where there's a lot of like Seth Rogen characters at once. Yep. And that was the whole reason he got casted in the movie, I think. 
And they want and they they definitely let him uh, laugh a lot in that movie too. <laughs> I can't stand it. Um, I I think it's a lot of fun. I'm probably definitely gonna watch it again. Hopefully, they'll be able to do like a, a you know a sequel to it as well. I I doubt it. If they do a if they'll do a sequel. I don't think they will. Uh, but what about Zipper's voice? We didn't mention Zipper. I was the Allstate guy. Is the Allstate guy? That's right. Yeah, which makes and sense. I, I was that was again that was low hanging fruit. I knew they were going to go there. Did you know who Monterey Jack was? No, I, I knew it wasn't the original guy. It's Eric Bana. Was it really? Yes, it was. <laughs> like, oh no, no, we'll get another Australian actor to do it. I guess it's. It, I guess the person who did Monterey Jack did such a good stereotypical Australian. So when they got a real Australian this yeah. time to do the Australian accent, yeah. it sounded like more. It sounded more fake than the other go. guy. <laughs> but if you have, if you have a Disney Plus and uh, you have any interest in like your the nineties, like if you were ever a Disney Afternoon kid or ever were a fan of the that those like what was it six seven cartoon shows that came yep. on Disney Dark Afternoon? Had a great cameo in it. Yeah, Darkwing. Did you Scrooge McDuck? In the yeah, Scrooge is great. In the in the end credits, they had like this um, fake, like sort of like Super Smash Brothers Disney Afternoon Fight Club yeah. game. I'm like, I want that as a real game, <laughs> like, like the Gummy Bears versus Ducktales. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think what they should do, they should do a Disney Afternoon verse. Is what I wrote in my my letterbox review. It's like I, I'm I'm ready for a Disney Afternoon verse where they do a Darkwing Duck movie in this. I think like, they're doing a reboot of Darkwing Duck, right? Well, he kind of had like a backdoor pilot in the DuckTales reboot that came out. Oh, okay. And I don't know if it's gone anywhere. They've been talking about it, but I haven't seen anything more. In the brief second that uh, DuckTales or Scrooge showed up and laughed, my wife, Kim's like, that's David Tennant's laugh. I'm like, How, what? Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's really easy. They probably could have got like an uh, audio snippet from an outtake right. or something and exactly. tossed it in there. Yeah, overall, I saw, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was way better than I uh, I expected it to be. I, I really went in with very reserved uh, feelings because I am a Chippendale fan and I, a Rescue I Rangers very fan. Because I know you're a big Rescue Rangers and Chippendale fan. Yeah. No, you don't like Andy Samberg, but you like. I li- I've liked him in a few things. Uh, like I liked uh, that Palm Springs movie that came oh, out. And uh, Hot Rod was okay. Like I enjoyed it for what it was. Okay. But I, I like Pop Star and uh, what was that Brooklyn Nine Nine whatever show? Oh, don't talk about the Nine Nine. Yeah, I just don't find that their uh, brand of comedy all that hilarious. I find it more that I just don't. What I don't like is improv comedy, and a lot of it's improv comedy. And I just I'm tired of the improv comedy movies and improv sketch shows. Which, which is kind of strange because I watched an improv scratch show that I had a lot of fun with recently. So, uh, you talking about uh, Kids in the Hall? Yes, I am. How okay? I was a huge fan of Kids in the Hall back in the day, back in the nineties. Yeah, and so was I. This show picks up exactly where they left it off. Uh, the <laughs> intro, it's it's like it's like the, almost the same intro, just sort of like redone for the night for now. Yeah. Um, this show was so fucking funny. I did not expect to see uh, Dave Foley's penis in the first five minutes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? Well, it's the penisance, man. The penisance continues. There, I saw. I saw I, apparently, I saw a lot of male nudity during my break on on TV shows like Minx. 
Oh yeah, that, that's that, that's a show all about dick. So it was. Yeah, uh, which I have a funny story. We'll go back. We'll, we'll back. Uh, I watched Minx. Uh, I watched the first couple episodes. I'm like, oh, I really liked it. So I sort of watched it like in a, within a day dish, day and a half ish. And there was one shot, maybe like the fourth or fifth episode, where one of the guys, the the model, was walking in the fire. He was in, at the shower at the firehouse, or whatever. And he's walking towards the camera. His dick swaying in the wind and shit. Yeah. And they start playing different drum from. Uh, the Michael Nesmith track, different drum, but it was not his version. It was the uh, the original. The and I was thinking the whole time, like, wow. And I made a comment on a on the group that I was, what I was looking for shows to watch, and I made a comment about that show. And Christian Nesmith, which is he's, I'm a big fan of him too. It's uh, Michael Nesmith's son. Made a comment to watch that show, and I I replied back that I just watched it. And I was like, I had, it had the only version of a Michael Nesmith song that I could not share with people. <laughs> and he got it exactly. He's like, I think my dad would actually got a kick out of that. Nice. Like one of his songs being used in that in that moment of the show. What about you, Sean? Were you ever a Kids in the Hall fan? I've I watched it late, like because I, I I knew Dave Foley through news radio. Yeah. And um, I went back and, and started watching kids in the hall and yeah, I, I like it, but I think I missed the era that I should um, have seen it in, you know, mm. you so. were the era after brain candy came out or after or before. See, when did that come out? And uh, toward right. the end of their career, like toward the end of their show. Yeah. I mean, the show was like 89 to like 94 or something like that. Right? I think it was 96, but I could be wrong. See, I didn't watch until like 2000 something, something. Oh yeah. So you're way after. Yeah. 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 I was watching it as a kid and, uh, oh, see, I was watching it, watching it now. Uh, it was like a instant time travel device. Soon as that theme song came on, I was immediately transported <laughs> to where I was as a kid. And I was like, Oh my God, this is strange. Like they haven't missed a step when it came to how the comedy was written or anything like that, and which was which is even more great. They like they're not even treading old ground and like resurrecting old characters and just they did a on. little bit, but not uh, a lot. Not a lot. The only thing they really did was like makes made well, so far. I'm only on like episode four. Oh, I tore through that that show. I'm like I want more, and uh, then I discovered uh, they had a show called. Kids in the Hall, Death Comes to Town. I don't know that. I didn't know about this, but it was a. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime now too, but um, it's it's a it was a scripted comedy show where uh, it's uh, I think not Kevin McDonald, but uh, who's who's the guy that was on that Superstore show? I can't think of his name now. I don't. I never seen Superstore. No. I don't know any of the actor names. Uh, but anyway, Mark McKinney, he plays Satan, and he are and he comes to this town and this whole thing. It's actually really funny. So once you finish watching this Kids in the Hall one, start watching that. It's it's what? something I didn't even know existed sure. on there. Yeah. So, like we mentioned, Brain Candy. There was like the weird MacGuffin in the very beginning, first episode. Yeah, that was like the movie that, like, after that movie came out, they were like, "All right, this is our big send off," and they canceled the show. I think the year later. Yep. Um, well, I think that came out after the the show was over. Oh, was it? I I couldn't remember. I just remember renting the movie a lot. I saw that in the theater. <laughs> I, I remember renting it on VHS at the video store. Yeah, I, I love that movie. It's so funny. I haven't watched 
I need to go back and watch that because it's it's so freaking hilarious. This whole show was really really funny. Um, there was a couple of skits that you know don't didn't work quite as well as some of the others, but some of my favorites so far was the one that they opened the show with, which is like where they're the bank robbers, yes. uh, and then it was like you know what they're looking for a guy with clothes, uh, and I thought that was a stupid hilarious. And then the uh, old old men that are strippers, uh, I thought that was funny. And so far, uh, I just recently finished the episode where uh, a guy wishes for Shakespeare to be his best friend and was alive. Weird. I thought it was hilarious, especially the first like I don't know five minutes or four minutes of the episode. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. The last episode is really really funny. Uh, if you were ever, if you're a fan of sketch comedy, if you're a fan of Kids in the Hall or Dave Foley or any of these guys, SNL even. Some of I, these think guys, it, I think it's a good alternative to SNL, like where SNL is pretty shitty for the past decade. I, this is pretty fun. I find some stuff funny on SNL. We watch it every week. We watch, I watched the one last night because it was like the going away for a lot of cast members like Kate McKinnon and all these and uh, Pete Davidson and AD. Brian and one other, I think Kyle Mooney. It was probably the one of the worst episodes I've seen in a long time. It was just there was stuff that was completely just not funny. But SNL has not been funny for a very long time. So yeah, definitely watch that. Um, Let's. Sean, do you have any interest in watching uh, Kids in the Hall reboot or I've added. It's on Netflix, right? So I've added it on Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I I added it to my list to check out. So absolutely. If you if you like sketch comedy, it's good old Canadian raunchy fun. Yep. Yeah. Totally. I'm I'm just a big Dave Foley fan in general, so he's there's a lot of a minute, so you get yeah. to see his penis. You get to see oh. a lot of Dave Foley. I've always That's right. wanted. <laughs> That's the you're talking about the skit where they're they're they they rob a bank. Yeah. And, and he's like, you know what, they're looking for guys that are wearing clothes. If you take our clothes off, they're not gonna know it's us. And <laughs> yeah, they, absolutely. I've head first into that skit. And they're out of the car dancing around and shit's flapping around. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it was really funny. Funny show. Um, <clears throat> I'll go through some of the stuff that I watched. I, I mentioned Minks. Did you you watch that, George, right? Yeah, I did. It's really I good. really liked it. I thought it was really I well recommended done. it to you a while back. You did. That's one of the reasons I watched it. I actually took something you said to heart. Wow, there you go. I was looking for something because I, I started watching Severance and I started watching a few other heavy shows and I just – my severance, mind. yeah, severance. It takes a little to get into, but once once you get over that hump, it's it's a fun ride. I haven't finished it. I'm still on like episode four, but that was one of those things. I'm like, I don't want to watch something that's super super heavy too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I saw that and I really liked it. I I just went through that in one day. What uh, uh, Minx? Minx, yeah, yeah. And I probably picked it up for a second season. I I really like um, Jack Johnson, Jake Jake Johnson, Jake Johnson. Yeah, yeah, he's funny as hell in that show. Well, uh, he's, he's Spider-Man, so. Well, he is Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else did I watch? That uh, I finished Big Mouse. Um, I think that show around season four was sort of like, man, there was a couple things, but it got better back in season five. And now I'm like, when is season six? And they sort of back-ended like, the Human Resources show, so now I can watch that. Um, Didn't they Netflix fire all of their animation to team? I've heard that, but I don't think they're... I think that's still going to go. Oh, okay. Um, what else did I watch? I watched... I finished Ozark, which was really good. Speaking about being heavy and dark. Um, 
I watched something that was stupid, but once I put my mind to it, I had to finish it. And that was a Pentaveret with Mike Myers. <laughs> that was the show I was talking about earlier. I was like, oh, you have something on here I would never watch. I know it was. Um, I watched the trailer and I go, this is not for me. It was really <laughs> bad, but in a I got to finish it type of way. There, I mean, it just looks like he was just trying to do my uh, Austin Powers all over again. There was definitely elements of that. There's, I'm going to spoil this because you're never going to watch it. Most people are not going to watch this. He gets saved by a guy in a Shrek costume at some point in the show. <laughs> All right. Well, that's kind of funny. That was like the most the funniest meta moment in that show. That's like, kind of okay. funny. I mean, I'm not going to watch the show, but that's still kind of funny. Yeah. There was a lot of him just being over the top, and they just let him do whatever the fuck he wanted. But it's Netflix, the- right? So. Yeah. Uh, what else did I watch? Uh, I've just finished uh, Our Flag Means Death today. I watched that while I was sick, yeah. I like that show a lot. Yeah, it's good. It's really I, good. I hope uh, I hope they can kind of keep up that momentum for season two. Yep. Do you know what that show is, uh, Sean? The Metal Pigeon? No. Our Flag so, Means Death? Do you have HBO? No, not right now. Okay. Well, again, uh, I, really, I really liked it. It's a show... Uh, basically, it's set in like the 1500s about pirates. Uh, there's this like rich guy who decides he's going to go off to become a pirate, and he he gets a a, a crew and a ship, and hilarity ensues. And they meet he's up the with the gentleman pirate. Gentleman pirate. He meets up with Blackbeard, who is Taika Waititi, who's played by yeah, played by Taika. Uh, it's so much funny shit in the show. Really yeah, literally. so at this point of the show, Blackbeard is, like, tired of being Blackbeard, and he wants to do something else. And uh, so basically they, this crossroads between this fancy dude who doesn't know anything about being a pirate and a pirate who doesn't want to be a pirate anymore. They kind of cross-meet, and hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. is like, And there's a lot of, like, celebrity uh, guest appearances. Yeah. So. Uh, Leslie Jones. Um, who else Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen. <laughs> Had that guy from the Batman in it. <laughs> the Batman uh, had that. He played a cop in the Batman. And then I was watching Our Flag Means Death. And then I went to go see the Batman. I was like, oh, oh shit, that's that guy. Who's that pirate? Will Arnett was in it. Speaking of Batman. Oh, yeah. Will, Nar- Will Arnett was in it, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely recommend that show if you have HBO. Um, I finished the second season of Upload, which I enjoyed. I didn't know where they were going to be able to go with that show, but... That was another show I don't like, so... <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I watched the f- first three episodes. I was like, man, this is a terrible show. Um, I started watching Inventin- Inventing Anna. I don't know about that show. It's a little weird. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've heard of that show. On Netflix, uh, it's the girl from Ozark. And she plays like this... Um, she She somehow tricks her way. It's based on a true story. True story with quote about this girl who pretends like she's uh, rich Harris, and famous. Right? Yeah, and her accent is just so weird. Was it based on a true story? Yeah, yeah there's a book on it. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say this sounds familiar. <laughs> I, I I started watching this show called Wolf Like Me. I watched like, the first episode. That's the Josh uh, Gad show, right? Josh Gad and uh, Amy Adams. Yeah, where she's like a werewolf. And Amy Adams. What's her name? I can't think of her name now. This is where that. The little short lady. Yes. Who's married to Borat. She is married to Borat, yes. Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher, thank you. Uh, she plays uh, a werewolf. werewolf. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a horny werewolf soap opera, right? 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's what I, I got. I gathered from the trailer. Uh, like I said, I watched some of Severance. Um, I started watching Made for Love, and I realized that's a show that I think my wife would actually enjoy. So I season one's a lot of fun. Season two is kind of boring. Season two just came out, right? Yeah. Okay. That's something I think I was, I was like I decided I'm going to wait to watch that with her. I only watched the first episode. Season one's uh, a lot. It's, it's really good. Uh, Ray Romano is great in that show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we watched a movie the other night called Senior Year. That's one I took a bullet for. That way you didn't have to watch it. I never even heard of that movie. It's um, it's like Encino Man. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what's her name? Rebel Wilson. Uh, yeah, Rebel Wilson. She it, it takes place when she's like in high school, and she's part of this cheerleading squad, and like she does like this big move, and they drop her on her head, and she goes into a coma for twenty years, and twenty years later she wakes up. And hilarity ensues. Sort of. So she goes back to high school? Back to high school. So she's like Billy Madison it? Yes. And they accept... It's just... I mean, it's not horrible, but it's not good at the same time. You know what I mean? Uh It's just something to watch. Okay. So you're welcome. You don't have to watch it. I didn't plan on it, but thank you. Uh, I did watch a couple real movies over over this time. I watched Morbius. And you can call that a real movie. I will admit, dude, I did not hate Morbius. It's uh, it felt like a very 90s superhero movie uh-huh. made today, which uh-huh. could be a good thing or a bad thing, how you look at it. But uh-huh. there was and uh, Matt Smith as like the villain was so fucking over the top. Well, it, Matt Smith does really poor jobs of picking movies. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, but the movie is not really that bad. I will admit that. Or is that it good? Favorite? Well, it's not. It's okay. It's serviceable. If you're it's saying not, it's good or okay, it means it's, I'm going to think it's like shit. Well, you're going to think it's dog shit. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do, I will admit, I watched a movie that a better multiverse movie than Doctor Strange. And I know everybody. Oh, that was another thing I wanted to bring up. Like, Doctor Strange had the unfortunate business of coming out way after everything, everywhere, all at once. So if you uh, have not seen everything, everywhere, all at once, it is a mindfuck of an amazing, brilliantly done movie. When you think they're going to go to one place, it totally just turns around and goes completely something different. It's It's a beautiful movie. Yeah, Beautiful movie. Shot really well. Everything in it looks really beautiful. The everything in it is amazing looking, and Kehu Kwan, Kwan, there you go from uh, the Goonies, and, uh, uh, and Temple and of Doom. Doom, yeah, Temple of Doom. It's sh- short round. Yeah. He is phenomenal in this movie. Yeah, he's been gone for twenty years. Yeah, he, this is like his first foray back into uh, movie making, and it's really fucking good. Yeah, hopefully and, he. Hopefully this means he's going to get a lot more job offers. And Michelle Yao was a really good too. Yeah, man, she, Joe, this is Joe. this is something for her to hang her hat on for sure. This is, yeah. Besides this and Crouching Tiger, these are her two, like spectacular moments. And there was elements of Crouching Tiger in this movie. There was elements of like slapstick comedy and then horror and everything, everything, everywhere, everywhere, all at once. All at once. It's Sean. This is a fucking. It's a I mind. think Sean would. I think Sean would dig this movie. Whatever this you got, this is everything, theater. everywhere, all at once, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I want to watch this. A uh, coworker was talking about it, and uh, yeah, I'm sold. 
it's really it really good you should check it out man it's really yeah. good and it took me a minute to realize that was uh like the irs agent who that was jamie lee curtis jamie lee curtis so i was like that girl looks like jamie I mean, lee curtis i'm like there, there's she no was way. on the credits i didn't well, i didn't pay attention to that oh, i was okay. like there's no way that she's in. i'm like oh well she is <laughs> That little like paunch that she had. She's, yeah, well, she's wearing a fat suit. So. I know that character was so weird. It's great. She played a great IRS agent. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it's a great phenomenal movie. And James Hong, the legendary James Hong. Yeah, was was great too. He's coming to Houston. Now you sent yeah. me that link not too long ago. I would I would actually like to go see that. It's at the Chinese, like the American, the Char- Heritage Society or something like that. I That's think so. I, don't, I, would, I have to look through the list. I want to see the movie with him there, than doing a Q and A. You know. Yeah, but it would be like it, it was. It was. It wasn't cheap. Uh, as the unfortunate yeah. business, but like it's pretty cool. Because I remember uh, my last job, or one of my previous jobs, was it after you had left that James yeah, Bond? I I just purchased the Big Trouble in Little China poster, and I had it framed. Yep, and that, I was saying like, man, it would be cool if this guy was here because I know he comes to Houston for like low budget productions a lot. And then I think I went to uh, on vacation to LA and I came back. You were fired by this point, truthfully. Yeah, and by the time I got back, I was told like, hey, we're letting you go. And then uh, I want to say like a month or two later, Fernando yep. calls me and uh, he was like, oh hey, guess guess who's here? You won't believe who's here. And they got your they have your poster and they're signing it. Yep. And I was like, "Oh, cool!" Point, they're like, "Hey, everybody, we're gonna we're gonna buy a poster for you. We're gonna get it framed, so you'll have a little bit of your own aesthetic to your work area." Yeah. And you got big trouble in Little China poster. Got it. Yeah, then, the only one in the office who got yeah. that. Who? And, well, mainly I got it because one, it's one of my favorite movies, and two, uh, if anybody doesn't know about this job, they know by now. But uh, the boss at that place was uh, Chinese. And yeah. I thought I thought it was just a good hilarious joke for me to laugh every time I came to work to see Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> um, so one day at work, I uh, where my where my desk was, I was right by this big window and looked over into the uh, the warehouse, and I had my headphones on and I heard I heard my boss, I heard Can, and then I heard this other voice. I'm like, holy shit! That that sounds like James Hong. I take off my headphones and turn around and they're both like literally like three feet away from me. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> you got something signed to from him too, didn't you? I didn't know that he's got the post. We all got a photo though. I wasn't going to bug him. Uh, I did talk to him about common blues, coming to common blues at that point, but it never happened. Late. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, that's weird. But yeah, Sean, definitely please. Anybody out there listening, go see this movie. It's, I mean, it's already the best-selling A24 movie of all time. It's already made, like, close to $60 million on a, like, I don't know. I think it was, like, less than uh, $30 million, so. I, it looks like they spend, like, a lot of money on this movie. It really does. Yeah. It's only worth it. Um, what else? Oh, one of the things that I, I signed up for uh, uh, Discovery Plus. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I, I was like, I just want to watch comfort shows right now. So uh-huh. uh, I was, there, you know... Like chopped four twenty, I something I did not know was a thing. But don't they have exact- another weed cooking show on Netflix? Uh, you might be right, but I like chopped a lot, and uh, I did not know this was a real thing until somebody told me about it. I'm like, okay, I had to watch it. Um, so Ron Funches hosted it, which I I love Ron Funches. He's always hilarious. 
and it's basically a food competition, but they have to cook with uh, weed, with weed or some kind of like element of weed or something. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, it's 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 like they talked about, uh, I, which I didn't know. They talked about sativa and uh, how it affects you and all this kind of stuff. And I once they said that I'm like, oh, that's the shit that I had in Jamaica. I was like, no wonder we got really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know they're going to be rolling that into HBO Max subscription sometime soon. So I just Sorry, paid for it. Yeah, I was just I was just curious why they didn't just do that already. Because like, contract stuff, like, all that kind of thing. But like they became Warner Brothers Discovery. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I was just wondering, like, what what they should do is like, if you're an HBO HBO Max subscriber, you should already have a access like, to it. access to Discovery I, Plus. But. I agree. It's, it'll come. Uh, I did get reaccessed. I, I my subscription to Paramount Plus had expired, and we wanted to watch uh, the new season of RuPaul's Drag Race that came out this week. Yeah. So a buddy of mine gave me his login, um, and. There was something I really wanted to watch. I started watching The Offer, which yeah, have you seen it? I'm watching it right now. I'm on episode. I think I'm going. I'm ready for episode five. But uh, I don't remember what episode I'm on. You know, one of my things that I love is actually making of movies in a TV show or movie. Mm. Something I, I don't know why I love it so much, but this it's just, that hits that itch so well. Um, I think it's really really good. Uh, Miles Teller. I think it's uh, serviceable. <laughs> I, I think it's good. I just don't think it's great. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, it's just. I'm really into it. it it's good. Uh, how do I explain it? It's good, bad TV. Uh, I disagree on that. I'm actually really into it. Uh, Giovanni Ribisi as that as that gangster. Something I never thought I would see him play. Uh, it, I I really like the show, and it has like that girl. It has that girl from uh, um. Oh, I can't think of the name of the show now. You know what I'm talking about? Rebel, um, this is where that stupid thing is coming through. That brain fog. I'm getting annoyed. Uh, Which Ted, Lasso? Ted Lasso. Oh, uh, I I know what you're talking about Juno something. Juno Temple. Yeah, you go. I always thought she was like a one dimensional character on that show, but she plays a little bit different on the show. You know. And she's a good actress. Yeah, I I didn't know. I, I I think the major problem I have with this show is that this show is based on like somebody's account yep. of what he thinks, uh, how he be- perceived the making of The Godfather went. Well, it's a fictional story. Yeah, and, I mean, and uh, he really thinks he's really cool, and he gives himself all the cool like portion of the. Uh, well, he produced it too. The guy that the show was based on, he's like one of the executive producers. Oh, is he really? Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. He thinks yeah. he, he, that guy thinks he's really, really cool. Yep. Uh, and I think that's the part that kind of goes, eh, this, this feels like bullshit. Like, a lot of the show feels like bullshit. Well, Miles Teller is really good in it. He's all right. I don't really know him. I don't know a lot of his stuff, so. All right. Uh, but, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I think it's it's like comfort food. I, I, I think it's not amazing and... Uh, Paramount is really like jerking itself off for you in front of the screen. But, oh yeah, uh, well, there's a lot of Paramount love on that show because it's all shot in the fucking Paramount lot. Yeah, well, I remember when I I've, I've been to uh, 
a, a Cinegear show out there a few times, yeah, and every, every time I go out there, I'm like, oh, hey, that, I remember that. That's where they shot The Godfather, or this, so that's where that other scene in The Godfather was shot. Yep. Exactly. So, um, I, Godfather's one of my favorite movies. Uh, I do think uh, the guy who's playing uh, Francis Ford Coppola is pitch perfect choice dan fogler. yeah dan, dan fogler thank you yeah i think he's the last pitch, yeah pitch perfect uh francis ford coppola sean do you remember the uh typo negative video where a guy dresses up in woman's clothes and dances around yeah that's dan fogler oh, okay yeah <laughs> i actually talked to him about that when i met him like i was like i was trying to get a remember that time get- you dressed like a woman <laughs> No, I just, I, I just talked. Uh, do you remember that time? You, do you remember that time you were in a typo negative video? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he's gonna really appreciate that. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go through George. What you've uh, also watched during COVID, and then we're gonna get Sean has some uh, ones as well. Uh, as far might- as uh, when I was like quarantining during COVID, uh, I just kind of watched like old movies that I've seen before. Uh, that I've seen a lot of, so if I fell asleep, I wouldn't really miss anything. Let me ask you this. Did you force your wife, as you're going through COVID, to, to watch all the stuff with you? No. Okay. No. Most of the time, she slept. Okay. And, and so did I. Like, I would wake up during a, one of the parts of the movie, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this part. That was the worst part. One of the other worst parts for me is I couldn't sleep very much. I had, like, it, there was a couple nights I just wouldn't, could not fall asleep till like, 2 or 3 in the morning. Oh, I had that same problem too, but I, I would just watch TV until yeah. I would fall asleep. Uh, so I watched like Alien, uh, like three, four Alien movies, and I watched like uh, Thief from 1981. I watched what else did I watch? I watched uh, Copland, starring Sylvester oh, Stallone. I remember that movie? Yeah. Uh, did it I, hold up? Huh? Did it hold up? Parts of it does. Sylvester Stallone's not very good in that movie, it's, unfortunately. But everyone else is pretty great. Ray Liotta is in other people. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that movie. Ray Liotta is being his best coked head version self. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I watched Indiana Jones, uh, all four movies. All four? Oh, all, wow. All four. Uh, unfortunately, I did make Catherine watch that. <laughs> <laughs> There were times she wanted to go to sleep. I was like, no, no, this is the best part. That's true. <laughs> um, so that's about it. Um, as far as like COVID watching. Uh, I We talked about uh, Multiverse of Madness. We talked about Rescue Rangers. We talked about Kids in the Hall. Uh, my wife made me watch a movie during COVID that I have never seen before. Was it, was it spicy? It was, it was, she would like to think it's spicy. Uh, it was Spice World from, you know, the titular band Spice Girls. Group. Don't call them a group, a band. Band, group, musicians, singers. Not musicians, singers. They, they play music. They play piano, don't they? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, my wife really loves that movie. And I, she was like asking me if I've ever seen it. And I said, no, I'm not really a big Spice Girls fan, so I don't I made, see a reason. made fun of you on social media about it. Huh? I made fun of you on social media about it. Well, she was like, hey, tell George that he needs to watch it. And so social media <laughs> was like, George, you should watch it. And then I watched it. Can I admit and something to you? You love this movie. I saw this in the theater. 
Oh, yeah. Dollar Theater a long time ago was an X. To be fair, most of the time I was watching it, I was trying to understand what was going on, but at some point I realized there's no point. There's no point to understand what this movie's about. I can't remember who the manager was in the movie. It was the Nightcrawler guy. Oh, Cummings or? Alan Cummings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Oh, no, no. That wasn't the manager. He was the videographer DJ or a videographer following him around. The uh, DJ or the manager was the guy. He was one of the like the officers from Star Wars: Return, Rise of Skywalker. I forget his act, the actor's oh, name. Grant. Richard E. Grant. Yes, thank yep, you. Looked it up. Yeah, yeah, he's very, very British. <laughs> Everything in this movie is like heightened to the degree. Like, you th- I think everybody was on some kind of drugs while they were making this movie. This is uh, probably a stranger movie than that other movie you made me watch for the monkeys. Um, mm, uh, head was it? Head, yeah. yeah, this is like up there for like. Uh, I guess you're not supposed to understand the plot of this movie. You're just supposed to just watch it and enjoy it, uh, and, and enjoy the music. I guess. I mean, I only watched it that one time. I've never, I've never revisited Spice World. I seen Dune. That's the same thing, right? Spice World. No. Okay. No, it's not. Unfortunately, I enjoyed Dune. So, uh, anyway, so the Mandalorian. That's the I, going I, 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 li- I like. You know, I'm happy for anyone who loves this movie. Good for them to have a cult favorite. But it, this is a, a thing that's not for me. Uh, anyway, uh, what else? Fire for us too, right? What's that? There's a movie you watched that sort of jumping on a fire for us. I was watching a movie. I, you got you're breaking up. Say that again. There was another movie you mentioned that you watched that you sort of jumped on a fire so we didn't have to watch it. Oh, oh shit. What did I, what were we talking about? Firestarter. Firestarter. Oh, I fucking forgot. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, that was on Peacock. That was like one of those day and date movies. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I watched it. Yeah. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you've seen the original, the original's not like, something to holler about i know there's it has its fans and like whatever but like the original is pretty boring too not a lot happens with the version with drew barrymore and then also not a lot happens in this movie uh but uh you know zach efron's in it oh well there's a fire starter right there there you go fire starter in my pants and uh anyway the best part about it's an audio show right now because Sean and myself just our head our head <laughs> nod we're just like oh <laughs> I mean you know he's a sexy dude what do you what can I say uh, anyway uh, what can you say yeah what can I say uh, the best part about Firestarter is the uh, soundtrack which is done by uh, John Carpenter and I his, heard about that and his son and uh, his son-in-law I think. They're the wow. same guys who did the the new Halloween movie yeah. soundtrack. A bit of the family. Yeah. So, uh, and they've been making a lot of music together out of the past. I don't know. I want to say like five, ten years. Uh, anyway, uh, the soundtrack's great to Firestarter. So, if you don't watch the movie, at least seek out the soundtrack. It's it's pretty propulsive, and you know John Carpenter. I like the soundtrack to uh, the the multitude multitude. I would call it multitude multiverse of madness. It's, yeah, uh, I was that was another thing I was surprised about that I wanted to mention. and I forgot was we got Danny Elfman in a Marvel movie. Well, he's had a couple already, but 
Uh, uh, an MCU movie? Which one? Yeah, uh, I'd have to look it up. I thought he only did the Spider-Man stuff. Mm, you might be right. Let me look this up. Oh, wait, talk amongst yourselves. Anyway, uh, I will go on and talk about some other stuff that I've seen. Um, I saw the new season of Undone, which uh, <laughs> it is a show about a girl who lives in San Antonio, and uh, she's kind of like having like a crisis of... Uh, like a mental crisis and she thinks that she's crazy and in season one she's like suffering or not suffering but she's like reeling with the death of her dad yeah. and how much she misses him and then also possibly being schizophrenic and then to the point where she learns that she could time travel oh and then in season two is about all the repercussions of all the things that she did in season one and uh it's pretty good it's really it's a really good show it's a very like meditative and uh like therapeutic show in my opinion uh and it's really cool it's done in this like rotoscoping art uh style so okay uh it looks like they filmed it first in like a in a small studio and then they had somebody go over it and uh animate i had to do a rotoscoping project when i went to film school pain in the ass for just like a little 15 second clip oh my god yeah it, it takes a lot of work and yeah. uh it, it, this movie or this show it's done very beautifully well okay um, um danny danny elfman co-composed the score for age of ultron with brian tyler oh did he really yeah i, I knew there was that. one of them. you remember what it was but yeah there you go well this is his first one where he's like full on out right yeah. and there's there's some really oh, no. like uh really cool flourishes with like the electric guitar and uh I, this I is unlike it. any soundtrack Marvel has done so far. I really love Danny Elfman's album he put out last year, uh, and then Big Mess, and then like the live performance. Did you see him at Coachella? That was on their. Oh my god, it was phenomenal. I watched was, the viral video of him playing The Simpsons. Yeah, 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 yeah. The whole, the whole performance of him like at Coachella was amazing because like, he was pulling stuff from his his movie soundtracks and he was doing like nightmare on elm or not on elm street nightmare for christmas. christmas yeah and he was doing uh like stuff from his last album it was just phen- it was phenomenally great yeah. and he took and it turns out off. yeah it turns out the dude's fucking ripped yes and he's like 70 yep he's i, I love Danny Elf, and i've always liked him. <laughs> uh all right cool uh so anyway uh last few things that i watched uh i think um uh, I watched, uh, I think what you would like that I watched, uh, the new season of, uh, love and death and robots. It's pretty great. It's better. What is that? Season- is that exactly? I've never seen that show. You've never seen it. Okay. Uh, so it's season three of, uh, of the, uh, of this anthology sci-fi show, uh, where the, I forget the guy's name. He's the head guy of uh, blur studios and he directed the first Deadpool movie. Mm, uh, I know who you're talking about. Anyway, it's a show between him and uh, fucking man. I guess your brain frog is bleeding onto me right now. David Fincher. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, there are like executive producers on it, and they do like ten or twelve like little shorts, and they're all and they're all done in like different uh, animation styles and CG and. Oh all that stuff and they like really push the envelope of like telling cool sci-fi stories in unique ways tim miller that you're talking about yes tim miller 
I, I did not know this was that type of show. Yeah, it's a really cool show. Uh, season one's great. Season two, there's a couple of good shorts. And season three, I, I enjoy it fully. So uh, definitely check it out if you are looking for something on Netflix. This is one of the few, like, I think, diamonds in the rough that no one talks about on Netflix. The article I'm reading, it says it was a reimagining of Fincher and Miller's long in development reboot of the 1981 animated sci-fi fiction film heavy metal well it does have a lot of heavy metal elements into it so oh. if you like that movie heavy metal you yeah. will probably enjoy the show wow okay i'll have to check it out now i didn't realize that they were trying to reboot that apparently yeah interesting and then uh finally what I, uh, the last two things i want to talk about is uh i watched this other netflix show while i was sick uh it was called all of us all of us are dead it is a uh korean Not the show show to watch while you're stuck home with covid <laughs> actually it kind of is because it's uh really good it's long and it's good so uh it's a korean zombie show uh that knows it's a zombie show and uh it's really well done i i think this is like if you're gonna end end out on a high note for zombies uh media this is the this is the media to end on that movie though okay for your um we went to austin we went to the alamo draft house on sixth street and we saw that movie do you remember what it was called yeah one one cut of the, one dead. Cut of the dead right apparently they have redone that movie or somebody's redoing that movie well they made an american version of that movie is they what they did which i don't think they needed to they could just is that already it. or no I, I think it released in cans recently oh okay i saw an article i'm like really that movie was so weird it, it, it was it can only be done the way they did it you know what i mean yeah it was definitely a product of like of its culture and uh what it uh where it was made and how it was made a very, it was a very slapstick horror movie it was great yeah the less you know about it the better i think uh yeah. because that's how we watched it when we saw it mm-hmm. uh i just knew it was a horror comedy when going into it i know uh, was drunk and tired when we watched it too yeah we were all a little a little drunk uh, anyway, All of Us Are Dead is great. Uh, if you like that movie, Last Train to Busan, it's like that, but more. Mm. And it mostly takes place in a high school, like a private high school. And these uh, high school students are trying to survive a zombie apocalypse. Uh, it's pretty great. I enjoy it. Uh, if you like zombie stuff, you should probably check it out. You might enjoy it as well. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, I watched this newish movie on Amazon. I rented it. Uh, it's called The Cursed. And uh, it is um, kind of a unique take on a werewolf story. Um, it takes place in the 1800s. And this guy uh, who owns his property finds out there are gypsies on his property. And he like violently evicts them from his uh, land. And they put a curse on him and his family. And uh, part of this curse has to do with a werewolf. Uh, I don't want to say too much because it will spoil it, but uh, that's pretty much the setup. Okay. Uh, it's pretty great. I liked it. It's not the best werewolf thing you'll ever see, but it was pretty well done and unique. And it was originally called Eight for Silver, but now I think when they distributed it, they changed the title to The Cursed. It's no wolf like me. No, it's no it's no homoerotica or, or, or like soapy erotica with josh gad 
I, I don't put those two words together, Josh Gad and erotica. So, <laughs> I mean, you could, though. You could. Well, I don't. I personally don't. All right. Sounds like we had a lot of stuff, a lot of free time the past couple weeks. Well, ago. this is like back order, backlog of like a yeah, month right? long from last time we recorded. Uh, we also played some video games. We're going to get into that. But Sean had a couple of uh, items in his list that I, I've never heard of a couple of these things. Hit us so up, Sean. Yeah, give us the give us the info, man. Well, I mean the the thing I've been especially recently. In fact, I'm just in the middle of the last episode of the Halo TV series on Paramount. I'm I, still on. I'm still on episode three. I haven't got me past too. that. <laughs> I, well, that's when I lost my subscription. I just haven't gone back to it. And I asked. I actually asked Kim tonight. I was like, "Do you want to go back and watch finish the rest?" She's like, "No." Yeah, See, I mean, it wasn't super exciting. So, are you digging it, Sean? I love it. I, I love think it? it's fucking fantastic. And like, and the thing is, I read like you know, there's criticism I heard the online text, of it and stuff. And it's like, okay, the criticism is that he's. You can see John's one one seven, and in the games you never see him. And and you know my, for that to be a criticism of fans, it's like, the story exists in the games already. Like, the games are the story, the main story of Halo as as we all know it. The TV series couldn't do the same thing. They had to do something different. I kind of like the fact that they took that they made John, you know, Master Chief actually like a like a character with, you know, Pablo Schreiber, he's played by Pablo Schreiber, um, have his own personality and kind of t- do a different spin on the Halo universe. And even like Dr. Halsey, her characterization is very different yeah. in, the, in the show and everything is, they have some new characters and new elements. And I just thought it's, I think it's really interesting. And one of my things is like, I hope they keep, I hope they renew this for a couple more seasons because I know that Paramount wants to make this their, kind of their big show. I'm surprised they wouldn't. Uh, how is, uh, I haven't got to actually really introduce Cortana yet. How is she in the show? She's great. She's play, She's the voice actress is the same mm-hmm. person who did her voice in the games. Oh, cool. And they, yeah. And so she, and she looks great and she has a good relationship with the chief. He's very resistant at first, obviously, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been great. And like the, some of the battle scenes, like as the se- season goes on, are really intense. And um, see, that has been some yeah. of my uh, complaints in the past, or at least in the, the past three episodes that I've seen, is that you have like these really cool like CGI moments. Yeah. But when they're not doing the CGI stuff, it looks like a really cheap set, like cheaper than Doctor Who cheap. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's, they're not, it's not, it's definitely, you're not watching a movie. You're watching a, you're watching, a TV series. Yeah, you're watching a yeah. TV series. I get that. But they spent yeah. a lot of money on this show. And I, ju- yeah. I just have a hard time seeing where they spent the money besides on, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I've only seen the first three episodes, so yeah. I can't complain too, too much. But like, it's on John Halo's abs. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, the technical aspect of that, that kind of stuff, I, I just sort of, I guess because I don't watch a lot of this stuff, I'm easily impressed. That'd be probably one way of looking at it. But well, you're, but you're a fan of the series, the, the video yeah. game series, and the lore yeah. and, and that the type story, of stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. if you just like playing multiplayer Halo, so probably not for you. No, but if you're, yeah, in it's depth. very, very heady and very in depth. If you are into that type of stuff, I can definitely see you enjoying it. I I, mean, I uh, like the games. Like I at least like the first. Four games, yeah. 
I, I haven't, how many, I haven't how many games have they video. made so far? Six, five, six. Five or six. Uh, but there was Halo 1, 3, 1 through 4, and then there was Oast. And then I, there think, was I think Infinite, I only played right? up to four. I don't think I played anything past four. Infinite's the newest one. Yeah. And they had the Halo Wars, two of and, those, right? And that was like, uh, my, my thing was, is like, the show doesn't do you any favors about where, what the story's about and where they're going. Like, you have to, like, do a lot of research, I felt. <laughs> like, I had to, like, well, look up what they were talking about a lot of the times. So the one thing, I mean, because the, the show starts, Reach is still a planet in the show. Yeah. Where in the game. A Halo Reach was, was a game. Yeah, like Reach was just demolished like ages back in the game's universe. In fact, yeah. if you read the actual novelizations, Reach is the first before the Halo One starts. Reach is already gone. So um, this is very much set in the past compared to where the game's timeline is. I, I honestly, I don't really think that matters because I think someone could watch this show without even having seen the books and get it. Okay, there's a alien race. That, that has stumbled upon humanity, they're in conflict, and Master Chief is the main guy. That's kind of all you need to know. And it, my hope is that the internet, because I know the internet has the ability to shout down a lot of things or affect like Rotten Tomato scores, and then less people check it out as a result of seeing the Rotten Tomato yeah. scores, and that ultimately leads to something being canceled. And that's like my thing is like, you know, if, if you don't like the, the TV show, you have the games. Don't shout something down. Like the Rings of Power people, like the Amazon Lord of the Rings series that's going to be coming out. Yeah. There's a lot of naysayers just on the freaking trailer alone who are like like shouting this down and trying to like – The only trailer like they negative. had was like showing the the logo, right? Well, there's been some images and some other – There's a little material. bit more. Yeah. They had like a, a shot of like like background shots and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, they, they've I mean, had little But the show doesn't trailer. come out like for another year. <laughs> right. Well, it comes out later this year, but they, but people have been online criticizing the decisions they made, and all, everything you like read about fan opinion is like negative. It's like all these Tolkien purists like saying like, oh, there's not, you know, their yeah. opinions are kind of sketchy. By the way, it's a lot of racial, racially motivated opinions. But my my thing is just like we, you know, they spent all this money on this thing. In my entire life, I never thought they'd have. Like a TV show about Halo, or right. I mean, I they definitely we were, tried we for a very long time to have a movie, and then like, and now we get this Lord of the Rings TV series, and I'm just like, I'm just going to enjoy this. Like Wheel of Time, for example, I thought was very flawed, but I'm still going to watch the second season and try. That to was enjoy something it. I wasn't interested in starting up during the break, but I didn't get a chance to. I saw I the trailer the first like, few oh, episodes, and I kind of lost interest halfway oh, really? through. Would you recommend uh, Wheel of Time for me, Sean? I would I would probably wait until like the second season comes out because I feel like they're gonna fix a lot of the things in the first season that I thought were weird. Mm. So yeah, well, I've never read the books. I, I don't know anything about the story at all. So I thought it was good. I mean, it, it, it's not it's never gonna be perfect. It's never gonna be what it's in my head. But I just enjoy the fact that an, an adaptation exists. I'm just kind of grateful for it because, man, like before Lord of the Rings was a thing, or Game I'm sorry, Game of Thrones was a thing the possibility of these things being on TV was very nil, you know? Right. Lord, Lord of the Rings, the film trilogy was seen as an outlier and mm-hmm. it wasn't seen as something that could be replicated for the small screen until Game of Thrones changed it. And I'm just like, dude, bring it on. Bring it on before like the mainstream world decides like, oh, well, we don't like this shit. <laughs> the mainstream world has sort of converted, the, the pop culture has converted to, to geekism now. So, yeah, there, I, I which is so. 
I think it has. I yeah. think uh, Star Wars had a lot to do with it. Lord of the Rings had a lot to do with that. Yeah. And because it, it made it more... It made um, it cool to be a geek. Cool. It did. It really did. Game of Thrones these... was a very big and for the TV series. And like, there's so many shows that are so popular that are based on comic books now. I just now, so if they could only getting... get Star Trek right. Well, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> they've never had that right, in my opinion. Just, but that's not true. Next generation's amazing. Runway, you know? I want the, like, these shows to be given enough of like a chance to like... Sure tell a story and be satisfying because like I that that altered carbon show or whatever I watched on Netflix was so great and it had season one's, one's fantastic and, and, and I and it, everyone's like just watch the first season because it got canned after that and season two sucked so season I watched two the, does suck. <laughs> so I watched the first season and I was like this is spectacular and it's over like they just canceled it and I was like god damn like, these shows like this need it's, a longer it's frustrating. yeah so. To be fair, like in Altered Carbon's defense, like uh, season one is an open and shut story. Like that you don't true. really, you don't really need a second season of it. It, it. it did feel satisfying, but I like that universe, though. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what cool. else? I need to get back into the Halo. I, I might, I might, I might finish that now that I got Paramount again. Oh, I watched the Hilda movie, which wrapped up the Hilda series on Netflix. Which what? Was nice. Hilda, Hilda? It's an animated series. It's an yeah. animated series. Uh, I don't even and know it was, that is. It was cool to, to me. I know that they weren't going to do a third season, but to get a movie to kind of wrap up the storyline that was left. I brought hanging. it up a few times, Gary. I, I don't remember what this. I'm looking it up. It's what is, um. She was a comic. Like, it was a comic book that got yeah, picked novel, up as an yeah. animated series. Yeah. I don't it's remember cool. this. It's like a girl that like moves to uh, suburbia with her mom and. She's used to the uh, wilds, and she starts seeing fantastical things with her friends and go on magical adventures with her friends and imagination dog. Yeah, it's a show that's like, it could be for kids, but it's also like for adults, too. I've never heard of this, dude. You might have mentioned it on the show, but I don't remember any of this. I'm pretty sure I brought it up before, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. You might have. But yeah, Hilda's great. With a cartoon, or? Yeah, it's a cartoon on Netflix. Okay. Two seasons and a, and a final movie to wrap it up. So I'm glad that got wrapped up. Um, I watched that Metal Lords movie on Netflix, too. Oh, yeah. We um, watched that. Uh, we talked about that previously. What did you think of it? It was good. You know, it was it was charming. It was, you know, the thing is, like, no metal. I've never met a metalhead that's acted like that guy. No. <laughs> ever. You know? I, I have yet to see this movie. Um. I, 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 they're, uh, Matt Ryan. Yes, but like, even Matt Ryan never hammed it up that much. And, mm. I, you know, Hollywood writing for like a metal head. No, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's never quite there. And it's but written I, by the guy from, uh, the creative Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. I, I appreciate it. It was cool. It was cool to see the, the cameos from, uh, Scott Ian and Rob Halford and stuff. Yep. So that was cool. I, did, uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but did you catch the heavy metal like reference in uh, Rescue Rangers? Which heavy metal? Well, when Chip was walking home, when he took his uh, his AirPods out, did you not? Oh yeah, the, Lamb of God. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious that he was listening to heavy metal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Anyway, we, we round we round and we're like, what 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 is listening to? I'm like, oh, okay, makes sense. Um, oh, so Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee on Netflix. Oh, yeah. 
I've been watching that. I've been binging that a lot lately because I only watched like the Obama episode a long time ago. Uh-huh. And I just recently decided to just start checking them out. And it's there's something really addictive about that show. Yeah. I, I think um, the, the lousy fairness of it is what yeah. makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, it's just sort of the throwaway casualness of it all. Yeah. I, I, I am a big comedy fan. Uh, so I appreciate, you know, it, it's like the, it's like the, um, what's the, the podcast from Hapery guy. Josta show. Yeah. The Josta show. It's, it's, it's like seeing how shit is made. Cause you, you, he's, they're being interviewed by people that are in the same right. field as them. So they feel comfortable. They answer different things. Um, I actually watched some comedy specials during, uh, this week. I watched like David Spade and there was one, uh, it was sort of like the it was like a tribute to robin williams and george carlin and all this stuff and apparently there's just a four-hour george carlin like documentary that just dropped on hbo i'm like you need to watch that but i agree uh that's what i sort of like that um what's that the there's a the netflix show with um david letterman he's he's able to get those those moments from people too, you know, I thought about watching that, but yeah, I, I don't know if I'm in the letterman mood right now, but, um, yeah, I'll have to you gotta watch that. We're going to watch the Will Smith one now. See how oh. <laughs> is Will Smith on there? Yeah, the episode, new episode is just with Will Smith. I'm like, I don't oh, know. No, is this is it po- it's not after. post. It's not I think post. It's pre. Yeah. It's not post don't know. before, yeah. uh, pre slap. Yeah, yeah, pre-slap. Thank you. Oh, and I wrote Battle I, Battle Trip. Oh, Battle what is Trip that? is a show. Battle Trip is a Korean variety television show. It's it's over now, but it ran for like the past five years before COVID, and it was it's a show, it's a crazy show where basically these two teams of celebrities, Korean celebrities, whether they're singers or actors, sometimes they're comedians. I, a lot of times, I have no idea who they are. It doesn't really matter, though, because these two teams, it's like two people on a team versus each other. They go on a trip around the world or in Korea or, you know, sometimes they, they came to the United States. And the contest is who can have the best trip for the most, like, value for money. So, like, wow. spend the least amount of money and get the biggest, like, magical experience. And they, so they Carrie, they how come we don't do that? We should. The, con- the contest comprises. I give you five dollars to go on a trip. <laughs> so one team presents their their trip for the one episode, and they're on a stage in front of an audience with other hosts of the show, basically like watching their show with the audience, like watching their documentary with the audience or the, the footage they filmed, and the audience at the end votes on which, you know, which uh, team had the better trip, battle trip. That Where do you watch this, this at? On YouTube, they, they like they put them all up on YouTube, and there's English subtitles, and it's the most freaking addictive show ever. Okay. Check the, this out. This sounds a lot of fun. The circumstances, like you'll have like these really famous Korean pop stars, for example, will be like in the most ridiculous situations. Or it sounds like a good heavy metal band name too. Battle Trip, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a cool show. I've been watching a lot of weird like Korean variety content that is. I well, wish you're... they had more likes more stuff like it in america you're really into so. k-pop and that type of stuff too so it it spilled over into this, yeah yeah, yeah. No. i, I can yeah. imagine it has it yeah. spilled into your your viewing <laughs> is there a particular season you would recommend to checking out not really they they all just sort of have the same vibe to them so i mean there's only 177 episodes right now it's time to catch up 
According you, you to just, this playlist, is 192. If you just go on YouTube and pick up a random one, like there, that, there was a really memorable one. I think they were in like Taiwan or some some place like that, and they just went like bar hopping, and these guys got just obliterated, just <laughs> stumbling drunk, and it was it was just fantastic. There's something charming about the way they do these shows that, you know, like I used to watch The Amazing Race um, yeah. a long time ago, like 10 years ago. And I always liked that show, but the thing that ticked me off about this show is they would breeze through these countries and never really stay do stuff. and do stuff in them. And they just treated them as like a backdrop. And I was like, that kind of annoyed me. So this show is the opposite. It's more about like slowing down. It's The pace is very leisurely and gentle. And it's supposed to be like, um, I don't know, they, they call it healing, the healing format of a TV show in oh. Korea. So, cool. yeah. Never heard of that. Definitely, I want to definitely check the show out. Thanks for uh, bringing it up, man. Yeah. Uh, George, I know uh, we you played a couple of video games. Let's get into that real quick, and then we're going to get into uh, a George Hates Metal special brought to you by our guest, Sean the Metal Pigeon. Uh, I'll tell you, I beat Lego Star Wars, like all the main levels, and my OCD on these Lego fucking video games is over over the top. I have to 100 percent them. I have to get every single, uh, every single character, every single vehicle, all the everything. And this game has so much of it. Yeah. I spent like a day one one time just on the Mos Eisley level trying to get everything there, and I spent like a whole fucking day playing that one level. Yeah, it's uh. To say that the Lego Star Wars game is massive would be an understatement. Yes. It's you, just it's such a large, large undertaking that they did. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it looks great. It, I mean, it feels the, great. The gaming play is great. There are some things that I'm kind of annoyed with here and there, but it's no, like, it's not the end of the world, I guess. I've opened up all the uh, special effects and stuff like that, special <laughs> bricks. And oh, one yeah. of them, it's a sound effect brick. So if you turn that on every time you shoot, it's some guy going pew 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 pew. Oh yeah, I saw that on there. I I bought it, but I turned it off because it got annoying after a while. <laughs> oh so fucking funny! I love it. Um, uh, great game. It's 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 a really good looking game too. Surprisingly, it's the best looking Lego game they made yeah. so far. And um, I'm looking forward to like opening all the characters and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I did just, you buy the DLC for it? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I just don't think it's a very team player friendly, uh, like co-op. I've never thought they really were because I don't I, like the way the, the split screen happens. On those well, games. in the old old games, they didn't have split screen. In the old old games, it was like everyone just plays in the same map, and like you couldn't go too far. Right, you would you would sort of transport. Right. But at some point, they put that split screen where. It was sort of like it actually. This it looks like the screen splits apart. Yeah, and, now and it's like in two people can do two completely different things. And mm-hmm. It's like you're playing together, but you're not playing together. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I don't know. I have it's a, a I have a 55 inch TV, and even that feels too small to play it like that. Mm-hmm. No, agreed. Agreed for sure. Um, um, so I definitely I mean, want to. That's probably like my biggest gripe, and that, and like I, I think some of the camera stuff is kind of meh at times because most of the older lego games it was more of a behind the shoulder type of view and this is a lot more close up behind the characters for sure well like it's hard to do some like secret stuff while you're like holding the like aim trigger Mm. because the camera will go all wonky on you Mm -hmm. 
Well, they've um, always had a they've always had a little bit of wonky camera issues, but whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, a, Lego it, it's a lot of fun, especially if you're a Star Wars nerd. It's a lot of uh, it definitely makes the uh, sequel trilogy and the prequel trilogy uh, uh, digestible. A lot more I, digestible. I actually thought about going back and watching the prequel trilogy just because of this game. I'm like, mm, nah, I, I skipped so, it. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine wanted to watch that. the sequel trilogy after playing the game and. I still think Rise of Skywalker is a terrible movie. <laughs> I thought about watching uh, the episode one, and I just I couldn't do it. I was like, I don't really. The feel best like thing about episode one is like you just skip around. You, you watch yeah. the opening, then you get to the pod race, then you get to the duel of fates part, and then the okay, movie's over. Part. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But anyway, Lego Star Wars. It's fun. It's a Star Wars game, and it's a Lego game. Yep. Enough said. If, if you're listening to this show, you probably own it. So um, it's true. I have still been playing the Kirby and the uh, Forgotten Land. It's it's such a good game, such a good Kirby game. Not overly difficult, but not super easy. Beautiful looking game. Yeah. Um, my Kim got me the Evil Dead the video game. Yeah, how's uh, that? I, I've played through some of the training missions. I haven't really gone online to play against anybody yet because it is a multiplayer experience type of game um but if you've ever played these you know pvp or whatever it's like the uh friday the 13th friday the game. 13th it was uh yeah which that team i think is working on um the ghostbusters one that's going to be like that yeah but if you ever play like dead by Day- daylight those type of movie or games it's very much like that it's very steeped in the evil dead universe uh, even it includes a lot of stuff from the TV series too, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah, so, I, I what I wanted, what I wanted was a sequel game to the Ash the Evil Dead TV series. You didn't uh, get that, and I didn't get that. And it's and, not an action adventure game because, and which, it's also yeah, it's also not an action game with a fistful of broomstick. Boomstick, that was a great game. Yeah, that was an awesome game, and uh, I don't know, just. I didn't really love the Friday the 13th game because I don't like a uh, multiplayer aspect like that because I'm usually really terrible at that stuff. Yeah, I am too. Uh, um, so, which is why I don't really like gradually gravitate toward that stuff. This is a, and it's a budget title too. It's a $39 game at, at cost. So, that's a budget title nowadays. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, they um, you just use the engine that they already built for Friday the Thirteenth, and just and I add I actually, the new characters and stuff. I also picked up the uh, Dawn of Ragnarok, the uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla expansion pack during one of their sales. Yeah, and I started playing that a little bit today. Um, here, here's what I'm going to say: It was very hard to get into. You had to do this thing, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't played this game in like two years, apparently, or a year, or whatever it was." And my level is too low, and then I went to get to the level, and this boss like handed me my ass every time, and I'm like, okay, this is not fun. I can't play it. But apparently, I looked it up. You have to go do a certain thing, and then your level will get higher. It's weird. I'm like, I haven't got to that yet. I'm like, I want to like it because it's it throws a lot more supernatural elements into your fighting. Like you have like this, you have like fire weapons and stuff like that, and it looks cool, but. And I, and I really liked the game. I, I was like going back and just playing some of the regular game today. I was like, oh yeah, I would like to play this game more. You know, sure. it's a fun game. Uh, so the other game I've been playing was uh, I had a moment of weakness 
where Uncharted the movie came available for rent. And I was like, oh, I should rent this movie. And then I went to go rent it. And then I thought, eh, maybe I should watch the trailer one more time just in case I don't want to watch this. And I watched the trailer and I go, oh, man, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> so I decided. Oh, so I started to play Uncharted 2 and 3 instead. So that's what I've been playing. Oh, you play on your PS5 or? Yeah. Did you uh you don't have the remastered version, right? No, that, I don't I don't have the remastered version. That's I just four and um the other game that, that was two girls. No, the remastered version I think it remastered all the other games too, didn't no, it? I don't think so. Oh really? It's the last two, yeah. Oh. Well, I already have all the games and they're backwards compatible on PS five, yep. so they're they're great games. They're amazing games. I Uncharted Two is fucking hard. Yeah. Uh, on normal. Oh, I, I did pick up a game I haven't played yet on the PS5, and that's right here, Ghostwire Tokyo. I know we've oh, talked you, about this you game. You were talking about it not so long ago while we were yeah. talking. Yeah, I, I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so it's something I haven't started yet. Um, I just, ha- like, besides the Lego game, I haven't really been wanting to, s- to play a hardcore game, you know what I mean? But, yeah. Well, All are right. you, Sean, any gaming? No. No, man. Yeah. Sounds too cool for, for games, man. It's true. I mean, I, I sh- you know, I, I, I say I want to, but I, I have my controller sitting right here. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah. So, yeah. What's the last game you did play on your system? Is this uh, the Assassin's Creed set in England? Brotherhood? Brotherhood? No, it was the one. Syndicate? Syndicate. Syndicate. There yeah. you go. Yeah, during the Industrial Revolution. Oh, yeah. That was a lot of fun. I yeah. I downloaded the Jack the Ripper DLC for that one. That was a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I never played that one. The the DLC, that sounds cool. Yeah, I like the Assassin's Creed games. I mean, but at some point it's just they're too big, you know what I mean? Well, they just get repetitive really quickly. Yeah, and that's the problem. They just tone down how much stuff is in the game. Well, that's an that's an overall Ubisoft issue. Yeah. Uh, the Far Cry games are like that. Assassin's Creed games are like that. The Just Cause games are like that. I don't think it's Ubisoft, but you know what I'm saying? It's just like too much. Just no one to reel it in a little bit. And then <laughs> yeah. you have. I think you'll have a better time. I mean, yeah, uh, I bought the one that's set in Egypt. I have yet to even start that. But origin, part, right? part of the appeal, yeah, part of the appeal is just to go, you know, wherever the hell you want to kind of yeah. thing. But yeah, no, I totally hear that criticism. It sometimes it's just ridiculous. So it can it can be overkill, way yeah. way overkill. All right, let's move on. Sean is going to pick out our George hates metal. We're going to get into that. Talk about some new metal bands that we've been listening to, and then what's tickling our geek. So, Metal Pigeon, Sean, what do you have for us tonight? Well, we were talking about Korea earlier. I thought we'd do something different because it's just like rather than just picking a metal band that George is probably not going to like, <laughs> do something different. And I picked the only there's there's a K-pop group oh, that actually what? uses metal um, <laughs> as their as their sound, as their like they 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 mix metal with K-pop, and they're a really unique group called Dreamcatcher. I'm sure everyone listening to this knows who they are because they're huge. <laughs> I have never but, heard of them. But, but I know that these two guys don't. So I think uh, Sean's just trying to invent new ways to torture me as well. So, <laughs> so I picked the, this is the debut single from Dreamcatcher called Chase Me um, for George to, to check out. Because I think it's like it's metallic enough. All right. It ha- it, it's connected to metal. Their entire sound is based around metal. Um 
for their title tracks, and it's got the J-Rock feel to it also that I think he might appreciate. And it's not some guy just kind of ground into a microphone or whatever. <laughs> so Okay. Yeah. All right, well, let's check it out. This is a Dreamcatcher. Um, this is from, what, 2017? So it's a little bit older, yes. huh? All yeah. right. Let's check it out. And uh, George, we'll find out what you think. Find out what I think, too, because I've never heard this either. So. Welcome back to the Metal Geeks, uh, where George just got his first dose of K-pop. <laughs> I didn't not do your first dose, place. right? Right. Oh, sure it's not my not my first foray in K-pop, but like yeah. definitely not my uh, not normal my not my normal cup of tea. Dreamcatcher is such a they're a unique group because there is no one um, seriously no one else in the K-pop world who's using met, like met, metal guitars in their sound period what about baby metal yeah but they're they're considered j they're j rock or whatever yeah and there's a huge distinction there um sorry you know because because dreamcatcher dreamcatcher came about in the industry they're a product (laughs) of the industry they went through the same you know process of being built just like the industry but they but their company decided rather than try to compete with everyone else who's doing relatively similar sounds let's take metal guitars um, and use this as like our core sound, and it's really propelled them to be. They've grown sort of in in, in popularity steadily, not by having like a hit single, but by having a really committed fan base, especially internationally. In fact, they're going to be here in Houston in two months uh, oh. at Anime Matsuri. They're the second K-pop back to be invited to this anime convention. Um, oh, th- we will not mention that show. <laughs> yeah, and I've heard bad things about it, and I was actually like, just a curiosity. I was like, oh, how much would it cost to go to something like that if I were so interested? Yep. And it's like you'd have to drop like a thousand bucks just to even no. have a chance at seeing them. No, yeah, well, because because you have to pay for the festival pass, okay, and then you have to pay for the ticket on top of that, and and then all these other things. If you want to have the complete experience of like getting to like have like a vip experience it's like hundreds of dollars on top of it so it's like okay never mind i was just i was just curious i just wanted to know how much would it cost so yeah but they're gonna be here in houston in two months so um is there any way we can just go to the show and not to the anime no because you you can't buy a one-day pass to go on the day that they're there they're there on the thursday and you have to buy a pass for that entire weekend basically Mm, that sucks well sorry for anyone who's listening in there uh Dreamcatcher yeah. fans. Oh, I'm sure they know already. So, <laughs> so uh, George, what did you think? Uh, so, I, l- let me preface first. I am not uh, a K-pop listener, nor do I claim to say that I understand the uh, fandom of that. So I don't want to, like, poo-poo anyone who does like that kind of stuff. Uh, like, for example, when Baby Metal came around, I was very much like, yeah, I don't get it. It's not for me. Uh, listening to this, I mean, it's fine. The music is cool. Uh, it made me feel like I was uh, listening to an intro to an anime. Is what it made me sa- made it sound yeah. like. I felt like you know I, I could e- very easily see this be an intro to an anime TV show of some sort. Uh, that being said, uh, I didn't understand a word they said. Uh, besides every you know every <laughs> so often of 
of uh, Chase Me, and every now and again they'll say Dangerous, I think. It's kind of uh, like metal that way. Like, you don't understand why these vocalists are saying. It's it's more of a texture. <laughs> like, and that's the appeal yeah, of K-pop, I think, uh, as a non-Korean speaker. It's like, I don't know what's going on in this song, but I like the way it's... I, I like how catchy it is to my ears. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need to know what the lyrics are saying. Gotcha. It's, a, it's almost... It's a very pure audio experience, you know? And you're listening for the pops and clicks. I'm listening for the ear candy alone. There you go. There's a lot of metal bands that are like like that. They they yeah. sing in their native language. So I agree. I'm like, I don't care what they're singing about. I just right. like the way it sounds. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, it has a very like 90s appeal. Uh, like it has a very yeah. uh, like. I agree with that. It's like the Pokemon theme song. Kind of, yeah. But there's like a like a breakdown, or like of a hip hop breakdown somewhere in the middle of the song, which I yes, thought was like, oh, that that was kind of weird. Yeah. And uh, all but, these K-pop groups have rappers in the group or a position de- designated as a rapper. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, uh, not for me per se, but you know, for people out there, I'm glad Fair. you enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I agree with everything you just said. I, I don't know much about the genre at all. I know Sean's a fan of it, which is great. I just don't know anything about it. I don't listen to it. I mean, I, I'll admit that's not a bad song. Um, will I go back and listen to, to it again? Probably not. Right. <laughs> if it was in a if it was in an intro of an anime show, I think I'd be forced to listen to it. So. <laughs> yeah. you, no skipping intro here. Yeah, no skipping yeah. intro. You it's just have to like know where to skip ahead. Sounds like the intro to a TV show. But metal, metal is reaching into places that you wouldn't think. It's it's definitely in K-pop. There is, and and there's groups now who are being influenced by Dreamcatcher and incorporating a lot more metal and rock guitar. So when you say sound. they incorporate metal, do they actually have a full metal band playing with them, or they just take like Basically, recorded? Is it like a DJ playing like a scratch record or something? Well, I mean, in the so in the studio is really where it counts, and it's in the this there's a. a a production team of these two people who are behind their sound and they're the ones delivering the metal guitar and all that stuff in the studio and stuff. What about live? They have done some live shows where they've had a band with them, but it's not like a metal band. It's just professional Korean studio musicians who can happen to play metal riffs, you know, and that kind of thing. It doesn't have to be a metal band as long as they're right. I mean, I appreciate any kind of music that uses a real band. Like when you, when you see like like a rapper or somebody or or K-pop or whatever, when they use a real band behind them, it just makes it so much better. Or even a pop, pop artist, you know. There's a YouTube um, channel that does a series of their entire enterprise is to do K-pop with a band. So they have yeah. a professional band in the studio. They film it really well, and the, these K-pop groups get to where they're normally just dancing and singing to a back to a backing track. They get to work with a live band and. Dreamcatcher were one of the groups on there, I think, t- twice, and yeah, every one of them seemed to have a great experience. And they, one of their comments are usually like, "I wish we could do this more often," you know, as opposed to just doing it to the backing track. So, yeah, very cool. So, uh, before we move on to what's tickling our geek, is there anything that's uh, tickling your ear holes right now? What are you guys listening to? You want me to go, or you want? Yeah, we can Sean go with you, Georgia. Is there anything in your? I know Sean will definitely discuss more on the MSR cast soon. So, so uh, I came across this uh, new band to me. It's probably not new to everybody else. Uh, they recently had a uh, new album called King. They are called Gnome. Is this the band that actually dresses up as gnomes? 
I have no idea. Do they dress up like gnomes? I believe so. Somebody posted about this in the Metal Geek Society on Facebook. I I don't know that they do. I've never seen them play. I've just heard them on Spotify. Uh, their new album's pretty good. I like it. Uh, it's pretty enjoyable. Stoner, proggy, hard rock type stuff? Yeah, it's like hard rocky. I guess you could call it stoner, stoner metal, I All guess. All right, so when you get a check, second, go watch one of their YouTube videos because... They dress up as gnomes, like garden gnomes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that they dress up as garden gnomes. Yep. Uh, One of the the two of the songs that I've I've seemed to be, according to Spotify, I listen to the most for them is Ambrosius. Uh huh. That's the first video that popped up. And Win Salis. Yep. Win Kinsales. Whatever. Anyway, uh, it's a good good stuff. I, I like it. It's not bad. And then uh, I also came across another band that I didn't know before. Uh, I think they've been around for a hot minute, though. This band called Spirit Adrift. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 They're really good. They're yeah. Um, good. They have a new uh, single out called Sorcerer's Fate. And uh, Did they do some uh, covers on that EP? I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, those are the two like metal bands that I've been listening to. Everything else is not metal. Oh, I know what it was. They, they covered uh, "Hollow" the Pantera song. Oh, that's right. Yeah. On, uh, I think it's coming out is on an EP that's coming out soon. Yeah, they're good. I, I like them, dude. Yeah, they're pretty fun. I, I like them a lot. I'm interested to check out their new album. What have I been listening to? I've been uh, jamming that Jani Lemitanian. Lemitanian. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, yeah. it's uh it's he's currently uh one of the guitar players in insomnium but originally got to start in sonata arctica and a bunch of other different bands and this is very uh afm records aor type of stuff you know what i mean but uh it's really good some songs it has like timo cotipelto um uh bjorn's on here uh, a couple tracks uh it's very AOR friendly rock metal. It's good. Um, the new Avantasia song. Have you heard it, Sean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ralph Sheepers from uh, Primal Fear. Phenomenal. Really digging that. Um, yeah, sounds good. I listened to the Ibaraki album today, which is the Black Metal Project uh, with Isan and the dude from uh, Matt Heafy. Thank you. Yeah. Also has Behemoth Nurgle on there. Um, black metal elements of it, but it's not. It's it just it feels to me like another trivium album, but with just <laughs> different elements mixed into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't. I thought it was gonna be like a black metal record, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I was a little exactly. thrown by that. So I'll, I'll have to go back and check it out again. But I was a little meh about it my first. So. Um, what else have I been listening to? Uh, the new Drift in the Black album, which is really good. Um, Septic Flesh. This new Septic Flesh album is phenomenal. Uh, there's another band called Hellsot. They're sort of blackened death metal, but all their songs are... The album is sort of based in like 1800s, like, uh, you know, like, I don't know. It's It's weird. It's a, it's a it's just like the the gold rush was a, a heavy metal album. 
Yes, yeah, so it sounds as weird as that. Um, what else is there? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, the new IAT band. Have you heard them yet? I A T T. They're really good. And uh, the new Spirit album's really good. And uh, Black Swan put out a really cool rock album. The, the new one is called Generation Mind. Not quite as good as the first one, but it's really good. What about you, Sean? What have you been digging into? Um, the uh, the Yanni album, like you said, and the... Which album, one? I'm sorry? The, yeah, Yanni, Limitane, and... and um, yeah, Yanni. And I thought you meant the first time, like, go oh, Yanni, like the flute guy? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, and then I've been listening to um, this black metal band called Saidan. Um, S-A-I-D-A-N. They have a great oh. record out... And um, it's very catchy, very riff-forward black metal with a lot of hooky moments to it, and kind of a sucker for that kind of stuff. So, all right, very cool. Um, I know we're going to be definitely talking about these on a future episode of MSRcast. We need to, like I said, being sick for so long, we need to get back into it. Um, I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna do it. Let's uh, let's do our tickling our geek. Uh, George, this is your segment. You want to go ahead and get it started? Sure. Uh, so let's go around the room and, uh, or I guess around the stream yard, I should say, and uh, let's find out what's been tickling our geek this Nothing's month. Month, tinkling, I guess. Tickling, tickling our Nothing's geek. Tinkling, tickling. Uh, tickling. Do you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. Well, this coming Friday, as of recording this, the Obi Wan series is going to premiere on Disney Plus. Oh man, that does come out Friday. Yeah, two episodes first night. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I have to say, this is the first time I've been super excited for a Star Wars TV show. Yeah, because you see him watching Luke through a binocular as a kid. Be, be creep, Creeper Luke. That's what I've been waiting for. They've, uh, creep, released Obi -Wan. 30, they've released a 30-second clip of Obi-Wan talking with Owen, uh, the the uncle. Mm. So that's sort of interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It looks fun. Okay. And Sean, what about you? Uh, I didn't know what to put in this segment. And I think I accidentally put a TV show I was watching, so That's um, I'll just mention that. Or, or this YouTube show. It's whatever you've been excited um, about for the past few weeks or whatever. See, I don't even know if it's something I'm excited about. It's just something I've fallen into watching. But it's this YouTube channel called Rerang On Air. It's this lady who goes camping, and that's it. She is, It's just camping videos of her. And she's, like, in the mountains, and there's cats, and it's just, like, I don't know. There's something really, like, zen about it, and I'm I'm really into it. And it's just, I can't explain the appeal. It just is what it is. No, man, that <laughs> I think sounds I, awesome. I, I kind you of don't have to like, explain what makes you happy, man. Exactly. This is all about what makes you happy. Yeah. My, I, my wife watches a bunch of YouTube videos that are sort of like that, where the guys are, they they have this plot of land in, like, you know, Canada somewhere, and they're building like these buildings on it and it's like it's like just really relaxing and yeah always working on projects and stuff i'm like okay whatever floats your boat yeah yeah nope. if, if <laughs> it nope. makes you happy man that's all you gotta gotta do yeah uh, as for me um the bob's burgers movie is finally coming out you uh, know i've never watched an episode of bob's burgers you, you know serious? you really you really should because it's <laughs> pretty good I, mean, I, I, I was one of those people who was waiting for it to uh, waiting to watch it because it felt like a Simpsons ripoff and it really isn't. Uh, no, it's it, very different. Very different and a lot of fun. 
And uh, I recommend watching Bob's Burgers, especially the early seasons, like two and two and forward. Mm, Season okay. one's a little rocky because they're trying to figure out what kind of show they want to be, but it gets sure. better from there. What's but anyway, the movie. What's the context of the movie? Is it going to be? I have no idea. Huh. The trailer looks awesome. I watched they they had a short film in front of uh, they had a Bob's Burgers short in front of Doctor Strange today. Oh really? Yeah, uh, I'm really excited about it. And this is going to be in theaters? Yeah, it comes out uh, Memorial Day weekend. Wow, well, I'll actually go see that, yeah. That's this weekend, dude. Yeah, yeah. I got tickets. I'm excited. Uh, there's a couple of things that I'm excited for. Um, I bought tickets to see Weird Al. I haven't seen Weird Al in like tw- over 20 years. Wait, in of- concert? In concert. It was one of those $25 ticket deals, and it's at Cullen, I think. I didn't so, realize he was coming. He's doing a full long tour. How much uh, were tickets? It was twenty five dollars. Wow. Yeah, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll buy. For, it was like one of those um, Ticketmaster. One of the deals they had, like it, it was a, a special deal. It was like the day we were getting off the cruise, and I, I looked and like the only thing I wanted was <laughs> the Weird Al tickets. I bought them. Uh, no, it was weird. It was like twenty five dollars. Was it was fifty dollars total? No service fees or inconvenience fees or any of that kind of shit it was just it's like because it's weird out that's why okay well fine i'll take it then yeah exactly that's he's he's cool like that uh i'm looking forward to hopefully maybe seeing the scorpions in, in concert but those you're gonna i thought you were gonna say seeing scorpions with weird Al. that'd be great <laughs> uh scorpions <laughs> it is gonna be the toyota center so that's gonna be expensive yeah very expensive i haven't even looked at the my tickets yet have you sean they're, they're gonna rock uh, your it was they're gonna, gonna rock like, your uh wallet like a hurricane they it's will gonna be like 70 bucks a ticket basically for so no I'm, bleed right i'm sort of like game time decision in that one i'm not yep. gonna uh if the closer it gets maybe i'll get one and go but I, i'm not gonna commit to it yeah I, i'm sort of the same way i'm like do i want to spend 200 something dollars to see the scorpions you know what i mean I wish it was at the Woodlands because I could just get a lawn ticket and yep. sit there and chill out. Agreed. It'll be like in September. It'll be not as hot, but still hot. Right. Hot enough. The other thing I want to mention uh, is the guest coming in Comic Palooza that I'm excited for. And I, I'm probably going to get a picture with him and then get it printed out and then get it signed by him. And to Alice Cooper. Hmm. The Coop. I, uh, I I've I've never met him. I've always been a big fan. I think it'll be really cool to meet him at Comic Palooza. So. You know, I've been rewatching uh, Wayne's World. No, not Wayne's World. <laughs> God, uh, what's the name of the show? It's a car show, and it's on HBO right now. Fast and the Furious. It's a TV show, a British TV show about cars. Top Gear. Top Gear. Thank you. How did I fucking know that? Because. He was a guest on one of the episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. And I thought it was funny that you mentioned it. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. It's been a long time, and I'm just getting back into the groove of everything. Uh, Sean and I have been discussing uh, some episodes for MSRcast we got coming up, some more episodes of Metal Geeks coming up. So hopefully this didn't derail us too badly, and uh, you you guys appreciate us being back and – didn't miss our voices too much. <laughs> um, so, of course, I'd you be can surprised that they missed me at all. <laughs> they, they missed you, dude. They <laughs> like two people told me. Oh, two people. That's yeah. Good. Was one of them my wife by any yeah, chance? It was. It was actually one of your <laughs> wife, and the other one was your doggy. Oh, great. 
<laughs> and Sean. Sean messaged me. Say, hey, I, I miss George. I miss Sean all the time. There you go. Sean's always a delight to have on. He is. Uh, well, uh, thanks to you guys and thanks to everybody else for hanging out with us tonight. Um, of course, you can find us on the interweb at metalgeeks.net. We're on all the social medias at Metal Geeks. Uh, we're on the Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. While you're on Facebook, join the Facebook um, Metal Geek Society Facebook group, which we have a lot of fun there. Uh, let your friends and your family and everybody that you know know about that. Of course, uh, we're on all the places where you can download a podcast. Um, we're on Spotify and Stitcher and Apple Music and all those places. And, of course, you can check us out at esopodcast.com. I'm Sorry. Of course, you can find us at esonetwork.com, where you can check out all the other cool shows that make up the ESO Network and geek out with us as usual. Where can people find out more about you, George? Uh, I am on uh, the interwebs, at George Tripsis. I'm pretty much on all the social medias. Come drop me a line. We'll have a conversation. New episode of uh, your other podcast is coming soon? Uh, you know, I have to ask Justin, but uh, we recently had one not too long ago. So yeah. there you go, back in business, baby. Right, like uh, like Better Call Saul. I was thinking Boss Baby, but there you go. That works too. Uh, and where can people find out and more information about the Metal Pigeon? Uh, at the Metal Pigeon Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the Metal Pigeon dot com. And there's one other place. MSRcast. Uh, MSRcast, yes. That's right. My, my amazing co-host here. Uh, just a wealth of metal information and apparently now K-pop information. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Uh, so uh, as always, I think there's like just one last thing we have to say. <laughs> Did you hear my chair squeak? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> keep it squeaky. <laughs> keep it squeaky. Uh, no, you, you definitely got to keep it K-pop. And keep it, keep it geeky. And I was going to say keep it metal too, but I, I was going to say keep it strange, but there's a lot of things we got to keep. It. There's too much shit to keep up with. Man. Keep up with these days. You keep it Mar- I blame Marvel and star Wars. Yeah, me too. All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot guys. Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR productions. All rights reserved. Blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal. Comic-Cons are back, and fans are ready. Hear all about it on The Con Guy Show, where we keep you up to date on all the events, the movies, the people, and the conventions that drive your passions and feed your fandom. Straight from the nerdy heart of Hollywood, California, we are proud members of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network. Your station for all things geek.